Some of these podcasts were recorded just prior to Toby Hooper's tragic passing on the 26th of August, 2017. So we've chosen to only discuss his death in our final wrap-up episode. Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective podcast where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by WeAreTessellate.com and We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello, welcome back to the We Are Geeks <laughs> Horror Channel. This is our fifth Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise podcast. <laughs> yeah. I had to think about that for a second. One, two, three, four, five. I am your host, Al White, and throughout this entire... Well, we'll find out at the end how rocky this journey is. Throughout this entire journey, I have alongside me Justin... Macaroni is now your name. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and Allison Holmes. Howdy. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I was just going to say hi and then I changed it Howdy. Hey, it's a Texas thing. did it's not a... like my longhorn. Yeah, yeah. that was... It's rude. I we just even get... wearing my shirt, but I have a pullover over it so we couldn't see it. Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered. So for context, we just went to get some drinks from the local supermarket down the road and there was a guy in Texas outfit. He had a longhorn <laughs> cap on. Yeah, and she went, long you, horns, and he looked at no, her. No, I held my, I did the hook em horns, and he just stared at me, so I went, hook em horns, and he just kind of nodded and kept He just walking. blanked you. It's like, fuck you, take that off. Everyone's going to think long horns are rude now. He's a, he's a poser. Yeah, he's don't, a fake don't wear, Texan. Don't wear something that incites that kind of you know, yeah. reaction from people. He even had my matching shirt on. He did. You should, it would have been hilarious if you lifted up your shirt to show him <laughs> so it looked like you were flashing up. up my sweatshirt. Look, <laughs> right look. He just got a look picture of Leatherface on his t-shirt. <laughs> Texas written underneath. Texas barbecue, best in the world. I wish oh, someone man. made a Texas Longhorn with uh, like the leather face like on Like a Leatherface Longhorn? Oh, I should yeah. totally do that. <laughs> um, like, hook him. <laughs> hook him. So here That's we are. true. That's what he does. <laughs> that yeah. is what he does. And the hook's a recurring theme in this film for sure. Oh, There's man. a lot of hooks in this movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here we are. The reboot. Um, 2003. I feel rebooted. So we're about... Th- <laughs> <laughs> we are almost 30 years on from when the original movie came out. Can you believe that? Wow. That's the journey that we've been on so far. We've, we've traveled in time. We have literally traveled time. We're nine years on, though, from the last one since the film fell on its face <laughs> with the next generation and did not make money. Um, so it took a while for it to happen. And who would have thought... My arch nemesis, Michael Bay. <laughs> well, he King doesn't, he doesn't of know. Gorilla oh, he does know. King. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the dude who managed to bring it back. He did it by creating a new uh, production company called Platinum Dunes. Um, you'll know them. We've covered them before with the Friday the Thirteenth remake, um, who also had the same director. So we're about to talk about for this film. Um, but yeah, Platinum Dunes, yeah, we've, we've brought them up many, many times. They've done a whole bunch of remakes, including Texas Chainsaw Massacre, including Nightmare on Elm Street, including Friday the 13th, including The Hitcher. Um, 
they also put some money now into bigger movies like Turtles, but they're really known for their horror remakes being under twenty million dollars, which is Michael Bay stated as a mission statement <laughs> for the for the it's company. Indie, it's indie under, movies. It's under twenty million. So. Gorilla filmmaking. <laughs> Uh, they also came up with The Purge. That's their kind of original trilogy and the Ouija films that are out at the moment. Uh, but yeah, they became... they were Their money was really the backbone were these uh, remakes of old films. And this was their first film that they put out was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mascara. Um, <laughs> so he brought in... He wanted to bring in a director. He brought in Marcus Nispel, who's this uh, guy he had met a few times at parties. So I hear. Mm. Wow, um, that's kind of awesome. He brought in the party guy. The party guy. So Marcus Nispel um, had worked up to that point purely on music videos. He had done George Michael, Faith No More, Tony Bennett, Elton John, Janet nice. Jackson, No Doubt, Cher, Spice Girls, Billy Joel, tons of people. Um, and that's not off the top of my head. Yes, I am reading that off of all this. Um, didn't this guy work on something before he went on to do other things um, so he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre was his first feature film that he made um, then a few years later he did a TV movie called Frankenstein he then did Pathfinder which was basically Conan the Barbarian um, then he did the Friday the 13th remake for Platinum Dunes yeah. he did then Conan the Barbarian because he had already made that basically with Pathfinder um, and then recently he did Exeter which was his last film oh, wait Dude, I keep getting... Th- these are the ones with Arnold, right? Pathfinder and Conan? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I mean, the original Conan had Arnold. Uh, the remake had Jason Momoa in it. And Pathfinder was Carl Urban. Okay, Dredd right. himself, Judge Dredd. There was a... There's a Conan... Or not Conan. There's a Arnold movie where I keep getting them mixed up. I th- keep thinking it's Conan, but there's like another one that he did, I think. Don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Um, Anywho, <laughs> not good with my not good with my old eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but yeah, so this was his first feature film. Now he had been working uh, by pure coincidence. Almost every single one of his music videos were DP'd by the same guy, which is a guy called Daniel Pearl, and we might remember this guy because he's the guy who did the DP on the original Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, the guy's credentials is the same as someone else who worked on uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw, and that's why. So when he originally found out they're doing it, he actually called up his friend to kind of, you know, to say, like, we should be involved with this because you were involved with the original and blah, blah, blah. But he was already up for it. He wanted a chance to, he, at that Redo point, it. to bookend his career as what his intentions were with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre hmm. uh, movies, um, which, hang on, let me just double check. I don't believe that's what happens. It's like it started and it ends with Texas. Yeah, no, he's still making movies now. Yeah. He's done Calvin Harris music videos and Mark Carey, Ed Sheeran, Yeah, he's Pitbull. done, yeah. <laughs> he's DP'd a Ooh. lot of, like, new people yeah it's crazy and he also dp'd friday the 13th as well yeah um if you go and check out these music videos and there's actually a fairly decent making of um this movie text change massacre on the like double disc blu-ray um which goes on for like an hour and a bit or something and you, they show a few clips but if you go on and look at the music videos they literally took things they'd done in music videos and recreated them perfectly so there's like a whole music video where they're going down these like tunnels and they're just boarded up with planks of wood and light shafts coming through them which mm-hmm. we see exactly the same yeah. later on in this movie a couple times uh, yeah. yeah and in a scene which we all exclaimed like where is this geography of the house coming from yeah. but yeah. it's because they want they knew they could make that look cool so they just made what they've done in this movie. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like that which is you know if you don't you know we're joking about it this movie was made for nine million dollars which is a lot of money but it's not a lot of money um, to make a big blockbuster yeah it costs like eight eight million just to get all that wood <laughs> exactly. just and to, those lights just man. to get those streets yeah it's crazy 
Um, but yeah, I like it. Honestly, if it's your first movie and you're worried about this stuff and you're going to, um, you know, yeah, you're not, you don't have tons of money. Yes, be smart about it. Do stuff that you've done before and you know you can do. Work with a DP that you've worked with a million times before. Um, I think he did smart stuff with the way that they handled it. Yeah, it's a good, safe uh, yeah. reboot way to approach thing. it. Yeah. Um, and this was really like reboots were happening, but this is yeah the one that kind of <clears throat> proved oh horror reboots can make a lot of money. Um, it grossed 107 million dollars worldwide. Oh, you made 100 million extra. Yeah, <laughs> very nearly, very nearly 100 million. Yeah. Um, on top, so like they did great with this. It really was the backbone and the plan of Dunes to prove this formula works. Mm. So they just kept replicating it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, early announcements suggested that the story would actually be told in flashback, and they were going to get the original actress uh, Marilyn Burns in, and she was going to recount the events of the first film. Um, and it was, but yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, the screenwriter, this was also his debut movie um, huh? as well. He went on to work on a whole bunch of stuff with the same guys um, and a whole bunch of other horror stuff as well, such as you think I'd have this pulled up, but my computer just crashed. So here we go. His name is Scott Coza. Uh, he also worked on The Crazies, The Amityville Horror, which was another remake the Platinum Dunes did. He worked mm. on The Machinist, that Christian Bale movie where he lost all the weight. What? Um, he now is a producer and writer on Bates Motel. Oh, cool. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. But he's written some decent light. I would say all of his movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Machinist, Amityville Horror remake, Crazies remake, Bates Motel. It's all good, solid stuff. Yeah. Nothing that I think it's is like remarkable, safe, but it's good. Yeah. Safe. Good safe, safe guy. Solid like, stuff. Uh, I'm going to give you like the, just the standard. Exactly. Um, and all these people kind of really went on to work with each other again. Like Steve Jablonski did the music for this. Um, he's a name that yeah, comes up a lot in horror. Um, and he's, well, also he's done like the Transformers movies. He's <laughs> done. <laughs> that Sounds is like Matthew McConaughey's yeah. leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where they got inspiration from. After working on this, they realized like, oh, Wait, what was that one? Oh yeah, the uh, next generation. There's that sound. <laughs> we should use that the as leg. the transforming. <laughs> sped it up, warped it. Uh, he's <laughs> done. I use your little rants of time for me to refresh myself. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to buy time. <laughs> yeah, that's the formula. And then here. I don't know how to segue back in because I'm only like half tuning in. Yeah. Um, he's also done, yeah, the Hitcher remake that they did. He did Friday the 13th remake they did. But he does a lot of video game work, so we'll know him from, like, The Sims 3. Oh, dude, um, what? Gears of War 3. Uh, he really likes the number 3. Gears of War Judgment. Um, yeah, he's done a whole bunch of video games, a whole bunch of movies, big movies. Um, so he's a, he's a good established musician. Wait, he's a musician? Composer. I presume you're a musician if you're a composer. Yeah. Not all of them, to be not, fair. Not true. That's not true. Uh, and for anyone who cares, the shoot was indeed in Austin in July 2002, and it lasted for 40 days, which is a good amount Yeah. yeah. for a movie like this. I'd expect to shoot for less. 40 well, days I mean, they had like different locations, so it kind of... Yeah. But it wasn't like super crazy. There that many locations, though, really, are there, to be honest. I mean, it's... I mean, they could have all been literally probably down. one. Yeah, there's definitely quite a lot of set work here, though. Yeah. For sure. Um, I know, like, yeah, in the making of Marcus Nispel makes a point of, like, he wanted to shoot as much on location as possible because he's not yeah. a fan of shooting on sets. Um, but it did create, like, the caravan was on the set. Obviously, a bunch of interiors were on sets. But it did also a lot of the interiors in real houses and, yeah. and just shot around them. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, like, super crazy exchange of death. There was a lot of just, like, runny, shaky cam yep. type of thing. So, like, 40 days seems pretty reasonable. Exactly. 
Um, the film's reception was pretty mixed. Uh, some people absolutely loved it. Some critics really loved it. Um, yeah. It's still one of the highest rated on IMDb remake horror remakes of all time. Mm. Mm. Uh, Roger Ebert, though, however, gave it a very rare zero stars rating. Um, and there were a lot of fans in the original who came out in arms of this one in terms of it's a soulless like modern it's everything that's wrong with modern it, horror it's yeah. like glossy soulless and wasn't capturing the Money grit maker. and terror of yeah, yeah what made the original so good or bad depending on how you feel <laughs> yeah. uh, many people were up for the role of Erin who's the lead role uh, so I guess let's go through who got the roles first I suppose Jessica Biel <laughs> Jessica Biel is Erin Jonathan Tucker was Morgan Erica Learson is Pepper Mike Vogel is Andy Eric Balfour is Kemper Andrew Berniarski uh, plays Thomas Hewitt otherwise known as Leatherface uh, another name for the, <laughs> the Hewitts yep. this time right. and Arlie Ernie uh, is Sheriff Hoyt who was definitely their biggest catch um what was I saying? Yeah, lots of people were up for the role of Aaron, which was eventually played by Jessica Biel. Kirsten Dunst was up for it at one point. Jessica what? Alba. Well, all the Jessica. Jessica. All uh, that Jessica. Katie Holmes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, doing a weird, weird, yeah. weird. Um, and actually, the girl who ends up playing the hitchhiker in this movie, she originally went in for a casting oh. to be Aaron, um, but didn't get it. Uh, but they cast her as a hitchhiker instead. I mean, she, she was, was good. good for the role. That I remember her more than like some of the other people. Yes. Because it was very, like, eerie and yeah. break, broken. and Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Uh, Erica Lisson, who played Pepper in the film, who's, uh, and we'll get to it, but she's kind of like the, I guess, the stargazing one. Uh, she apparently screamed so loud during her screen test that people in other parts of the building called the police uh, oh to report God. that a woman was being attacked. Um, yeah, I don't feel like that's probably real. <laughs> it's like another Hollywood, like, yeah, Jared Leto was so crazy as the Joker. So crazy. He, well, yeah, he's a crazy fucker, though. Yeah. Um, basic, though. Basic crazy. John LaRoquette. <laughs> basic. Uh, John LaRoquette reprised his role as the narrator at the beginning of the film. Um, which, uh, yeah, when you go back to that first one, I'm used to hearing him in this one more. He's much like deeper now because he's older. Mm. It sounds much cooler, actually. I think he's yeah. like, he does it. I did like the there. person in this one who's like talking about the the footage and all that stuff. Mm. Narrator. Yep, yep. I like that I like, they I like had that version. playing over the narration instead yeah. of just a black screen. And you were seeing visuals this time. And you're like, oh, yeah. ooh, it's gritty. It's gritty. It's true yeah. grit. <laughs> Very grainy. Lots of grain in that yeah. first little still it was um, cool though okay so we're, let's let's get into all of it i got some other little facts but i'll try and sprinkle them through um as yeah. we get to those points it's hard for me to keep track of these um ali hi we are in 2003 bit yes, more recent most people listening will hopefully remember this year if not you're probably too young to be listening to this. it's the year we serve <laughs> be 14 oh, no. um yeah let's talk about what was happening in the in the box office in the movie world we survived the y2k bug that's we did. We're We're true We're We're all and still, still no flying cars god damn it or terminator legs yeah um our hands starting at number 20 we have the last samurai gosh yeah yeah <laughs> japanese people are very upset about that yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty upset about it but i do like the uh i do like uh yeah yeah, the name, the last samurai. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, number nineteen, Spy Kids three, game over. Uh, no, that, this is the fall of Robert Rodriguez this year. Was this when his kids yeah. were writing his movies? Yeah, his kids are literally writing his movies. Can um, we shut? Sorry, can we shut that? Yes. We got planes going overhead. I thought I could leave it open for a breeze. All kinds of shits happening. 
that was last night when we were trying to play Friday the 13th. Yeah. And helicopters were just flying over my house. Circling around. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Sorry, number 18. 18. S-W-A-T. SWAT. Oh, God. Bad movie. Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, 17, we have Seabiscuit. Oh, middling movie. 16. <laughs> something's Gotta Give. Do I, know? I don't know if I know that one. Really? Jack Nicholson. I know this Diane one. Keen. Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah, it's got Keanu Reeves in it. How do you, how yeah. do you not remember that one? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a movie. Yeah. Uh, 15, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, the worst of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah. 14, we have Hulk. Eric oh, Ang Lee. Yeah. I like the bit he's sitting on. He's sitting in the desert at one point and the music cuts out and he's just looking at a rock and some moss is growing on it. That bit was pretty cool. <laughs> and it's a bit at the end where they're Shocking. fighting in clouds and lightning's going and you only see them silhouetted when the lightning's in the cloud. That's pretty cool too. Very nice. Thanks. <laughs> 13, Bringing Down the House. No. Queen Latifah. No. no. That's not the one that's going to piss you oh, off. Oh, this is... 12, we have Anger Management. Jack Nicholson year. This is a bad year for movies. <laughs> well, this, is, this is a lot of Jack Nicholson year. Yeah. Anger Management, man. 11, we have is bad, bad, boys bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2! Wait, <laughs> Bad Boys 2 was 2003? Yep. Yeah. Seriously. Bad Boys 2! <laughs> I always think that was way earlier. Wow. Wow. They're now doing Bad Boys 3 right now. Uh, ten. We have cheaper by the dozen. Wow, it's a Steve no. Martin and Jack Nicholson here. Well, hang on, Han. You know why? This will Han. Let's get to the end of this. Go on. Okay. Nine. The Matrix Revolutions. Oh Jesus! Keanu, <laughs> Jack Nicholson, Steve Martin. This year sucks. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. Eight. Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Oh, I'm just going to play a dance. I don't even remember this one. The spoilers out of bombs just go up at the end. Claire Danes is in it, and you got that boy from the thing. Oh, this is the one where he's like goes into like the dog. You uh, have to terminate tricks. It's like, it's like, oh, I gotta, I need some medical. Yes, yeah, what's his name? I can't yep. remember. There yeah. you go, Nick Stahl. <laughs> yeah, number Gosh. seven. Maybe I like Claire Danes. Though. Get ready, Al. Uh huh. Elf. Oh fuck off! Congratulations, <laughs> you did it. I know him. Keep going, keep going. Just move him. on as quick as we can. Santa, I know Santa. him. <laughs> this is a horrible year for me. Is it though? Because you got X-Men 2 oh, at number 6. The, either best or second best X-Men movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, five, another great one. Bruce Almighty. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Bruce Almighty so good. Nope. I liked it. <laughs> Did you see? Did you not take the studio tour at Universal? Do you remember? <laughs> we know where it's shot. All right. Number four, The Matrix Reloaded. Two what? Kyoto movies in one year. What? You're welcome. Hang on. Wasn't re- didn't isn't Reloaded? The third? Isn't Reloaded the second one? Isn't Revolutions the third one? Yeah. How is the second one higher up the year after it came out than the third one? It came out the same year, man. But it came out earlier, so it yeah. should have... Uh, oh, did it really come out in the same year? I thought it came out the year before. No, no, I think it came out like... I thought it was like every Christmas, like Lord of the Rings or something. I don't shit. know, man. I think... Well, it says right here, 2003. Right, okay, people yeah. are stupid. Let's come this now. I don't know. Well, Unless the IMDb second one's is wrong. Reloads the second one. Continue, Allie. Yeah, I don't know. Three, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, Zoe Saldana. I have a question. Uh, for this movie series, people say Pirates of the Caribbean, but when you're traveling, it's the Caribbean. Yeah, it should be Caribbean. Why? Caribbean is the correct way to say it if you're Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean ca- Carib- is just how So is that just how everybody else yeah. said Caribbean. the movie, so now that's what it's called. Okay. It should be Caribbean, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. But also people don't like pronounce T's, which blows my mind. I'm like, cotton. There's T's in it, man. Cotton. Cotton. I hear you, man. I'm English. Yeah. Button. Like, Car- Car- Caribbean. <laughs> See, now I'm like thinking about <laughs> it. Or duty. Call of duty. Not call of duty. <laughs> It's not call of poop, America. <laughs> Wake duty. up. I mean, it kind of is now, but yeah. Ay, ay, ay. All right, moving on. Number two, The Lord of the Rings. Colin. The, <laughs> the Return of the King. That's still, yeah. that's still happening. Yep. Yeah. All right, there you go. We got, we got a movie. And number one, Finding Nemo. Oh, cool. It's a good movie. Yeah. It is a good movie. Now, good movie. look at that list. Count how many comedies or attempted comedies are in that list. One. Do we count uh, pirates? Because yeah, that's kind I would. of a ca- Does count? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's, that's a comedy. Two. Do we count the third Matrix? <laughs> oh, yes. Four. Someone's listening going, you guys. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing right now. You're assholes. It's like you're one of our ten. Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> we'll do anything. Reload is amazing. Um, Who will reenact it for ten you? Ten of the twenty. So that's half of them. Now work it out. What's going on here? We're talking about American grocers here. 2003 we're two years after 9-11 we're about a year and 10 months after 9-11 how long do film productions take i mean with post in, and all that like exactly a year and yeah half. so it's it literally in order to green light something and then get it through production and then get it out yeah. we're Be in the year of the reaction need reaction to everyone being miserable what do they want they need comedies so we need comedies we need to make everyone laugh again yeah look at all the movies that came out in world war ii that's all just funny stuff um, a lot of cartoons. So I give 2003 a free pass. <laughs> Otherwise, fuck that you year. There was some Elf bad movies. And Bruce Almighty. Dude, you've Someone's got. Someone's got to give is good. You've got three Keanu movies. Nemo. How are you unsatisfied <laughs> about that? So, Jess, so maybe you could cheer me up. What horrors happened in 2003? Because we're past that. Like we're, We skipped nine years of horror <clears throat> where everything changed. We went through the 90s. We had all the slasher movies, which I love and people hate, but I know what you did last summer is all that fun crap. <laughs> We're at the other end now. We haven't yet gone to found footage stuff, really. Like, we've had to play with a few little ones, but we haven't gone to paranormal activities when things changed. No, not yet. And we're about well, to Witch head. Blair Witch came out already, right? Yeah, Blair Witch yeah. was out, but, like, the imitators went straight to DVD, pretty much. Yeah. Paranormals when it started happening in a cinema more. Yeah. Um, but we are now about to hit the snuff period, which is torture porn. And that's because Saw was about to start changing everything. Yeah. Um, actually, let me double check. <clears throat> what year was Saw? Sorry. I think that was like 2005, maybe? 2004. Yeah, yeah, very close. Yeah. yeah, so we were just one year out from everything changing. Yeah, because that's when I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> so, oh, wait, I don't like this. In this, this. weird yeah. gap period again, when yeah. we're moving from slasher into, into torture porn, what was going on? <clears throat> I'm glad you asked, Al. Uh, <laughs> there was darkness falls that was the first horror movie i ever that, saw yeah. are you kidding that wasn't my first horror movie but that was one i went to the theaters to actually go and watch the two star the two the fairy, tooth fairy yeah. yeah stay and in I the light and i was like oh man <laughs> do you remember the opening of that with the kid in the yeah. bathtub and the last frame is like the two fairy around his door but he can't see it but we can yeah. see it and it's like the cloaks billowing and yeah. stuff it's really cool. Dude, opening. that opening sequence, I liked it. I was just like, great. oh, it's so gnarly. The rest of the and film it was just is, like, it was uh, sweet. You know, he's like, oh, my first kiss shouldn't taste like blood or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay. And you're like, horrible. The, the rest, rest of your life is horrible. It's really short, though, because they get to that being the lighthouse spoilers for Dark Souls. But then they're about, like, they don't, do you see this whole town that's kind of yeah. cut off? I'm like, cool, now they're going to start moving around the town. And they don't, it just ends suddenly yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. There's a, way, there's a connection here, though, because the director of Darkness Falls is Jonathan Liebsman. And he directed the next episode of this podcast. 
not the actual podcast itself, but the film that we'll be reviewing. Everyone, tune in next week. Tell all your friends. You'll be here telling us what to say about his movie. Yeah. Tell them this was your favorite part. Yeah. What else happened? Dead end. This is a cool movie. There's a movie about like a family driving through forest at night and the road never ends. And they suddenly realize that they might be stuck in purgatory. Oh, that sucks. Um, is this the one where it's... I hate it when oh, it shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate when it's like... <laughs> can't turn around. I hate when this happens. There's no, they're just looking for a place to turn around. Yeah. And there's no way. That's what they got the idea from. Was, um, is this the one where on the DVD cover or VHS cover, it's... Like a like a black car, and then it just has the dead end sign in the back window or something. Is that it's it? It's like it's that one. Okay, never mind. With the right wise in it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, it's a really good little sleeper film. People should yeah. check it. Yeah. All right. Final Destination Two. Arguably the best Final Destination film in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, high tension slash switchblade romance. Absolutely one of the best horror films slash films of all time. Cool. I made people watch it in France when we were doing a, a oh, nice. feature film project. It's Alexandre Aja who then went over to America and remade Hills uh, Have Eyes and stuff. Mm. Brilliant French film. Jeepers Creepers 2. <laughs> I, I love Jeepers Creepers 2 unabashedly <laughs> so much. <laughs> Even though it's quite tacky and the director's yeah, not yeah. a good man. Uh, but the film I think is really great. Nice. I, I sometimes get Jeepers Creepers one, two, and Joyride <laughs> blended together. Oh, Joyride's even better. Yeah, Joyride's I like Joyride, too. Best. Oh, so Love that movie. Such a good movie. Um, Mimic 3, colon, Sentinel. This is a good year for horror films. So Mimic <laughs> 3 was part... Like, Mimic 1 was Guillermo del Toro. Mimic 2 was, like, straight to DVD and bullshit. And Mimic 3 was essentially... They remade Rear Window, and they got this art house director to come in and shoot it as a horror film. Um, and it's not like the best production value it's not the best film in the world or anything don't get yeah. too excited but it's a really cool little interesting creature feature based on Hitchcock's creature Rumina. feature <laughs> this is great year so far all yeah. these movies are great <clears throat> a tale of two sisters this is Haruka's favorite horror film of all time ah. I don't know who that is hello Haruka she's a friend of podcast okay she's on it in UK sometimes mm, uh, cool. she was on the whole Danny Boyle retrospective with me and Ali oh man thanks for inviting me <laughs> to England yep I'm disappointed <laughs> I will continue my list Underworld woo yeah there's a bad film on this list yeah. <laughs> it's, Kate, called, it's Kate, culturally relevant Kate Beckinsale <laughs> Beckinsale who would have thought <laughs> who would have thought they're still making Underworld movies yeah dude who, why not it's just entertaining it man it doesn't have to be super good that's that's for sure. I mean, the color grade is just kind of really Ooh. ridiculous. They just got a preset. Yeah. You were just like, oh, we'll download that uh, preset. Or, oh, Red Giant's got a new color filter. <laughs> All right. And then Wrong Turn. I love Wrong Turn as well. Well, no, hang on. Sorry. That's a complete lie. Uh, I love a few scenes in Wrong Turn. But Wrong Turn was an, you know, a real Texas Chainsaw Massacre you know, ripoff. When you can't turn in anywhere else, you've taken... <laughs> Wrong turn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they have Barry back. It's like I can't ever turn around. Can Pretty we much, just yeah. can we just make like a fake trailer at the end of this like podcast for all like the movie titles, just like ridiculous ones that just we think. Fake trust just wrong. You're like I can't turn. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. And I just make <laughs> ridiculous title or log lines for it. I would love that. Underworld would be a fun yeah. one. Yeah, on the Longhorn will be like. <laughs> 
on every single cover, just <laughs> in a different costume. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the best year yet that we've talked about for me. Yeah. Elf. Before. Elf well, for horror. Fun. Great <laughs> year for horror, which is weird considering comedy is all like there are no horror in that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. 20. In that top twenty box office, other years uh, we've had some horror in there. Nothing yep. this year. Yeah, because great horror was being made, but people weren't going to see it. Yeah, there's. I mean, sci-fi. Last Samurai That's was horror. Touche. <laughs> um, so yeah, here we go. Texas Chainsaw Massacre also came out this year. Um, let's get straight down then to the rough synopsis actually you know what fuck it we're not gonna do a rough synopsis because it's almost exactly the same as the original film they just shuffle around who goes to the house in what order yeah mm-hmm. basically really um basically bay um uh, uh, michael bay uh <laughs> what about him <laughs> fucking hate that <laughs> you he don't know what <laughs> so all right are you chewing gum that's <laughs> the unsexiest thing you can do number one rule in michael bay book <laughs> No, I think he actually said it was number 264 <laughs> on Michael Bay's book. Michael Bay quotes. Google them. Fantastic. Or listen to our podcast. Bay or nay. Yeah. So let's just get straight into the meat of it on this one, shall we? Since it's a yes. remake, we all know roughly what's going on. The only real introduction here that's changes stuff up is the character of the sheriff. And we'll get to that, which adds a different type of more psychological horror, I guess, to the proceedings. Yes. But we open for the first time in a series, not with a cruel. There is not a paragraph... There is, however, Larry Crett doing his um, Chitty Chatty. Chitty Chatty. Which is expanded upon. Based very much upon the original one. Added. Uh, But we open actually with... Well, it starts with what looks like news footage of the scene. And then we go into actual sort of found footage. 8mm, I guess. Sort of handheld, black and white. Uh, High quality film with uh, choppy... Digital with an effect put over the top of it. Like uh, they they opened iMovie and they threw that old Tammy filter on there. Yeah. Um, As these policemen are exploring the Hewitt's residence, they get into this whole thing about, you know, this horrible thing that happened there, uh, but the case was still open. They never found anyone. It became a cold case and Mm -hmm. then they reopened Mm -hmm. it, right? Which doesn't... Yeah, there's lots of weird contradictions with that. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Then. I can tell you about a geographical contradiction. Oh, please oh. do, Texas lady. So they mentioned Travis County. Yep. In I know the, ter- I don't know Travis County. Does. Travis County. And we then know. when they show one of the papers, it's the Houston American. Houston is not in Travis County. It oh, is certainly not. They? I know. <laughs> There we go. From they shot in Austin, so I, they were in Travis County. Why would they? Why would you? Why would you fuck that? I guess whoever decided to print well, that thing out. Well, you know, like, truth from our Texas expert here. So uh, <laughs> that was a little Texas bulletin. Thank you very much. Case closed. Welcome. Please feel free to I phone in with those. <laughs> call at. Uh, you just walk out the room. <laughs> I can leave now. Um, go Longhorns. <laughs> So we get this opening. How does what you you were just saying? This one kind of worked for you guys having footage with the crawl, getting this found footage, which was yeah, yeah. starting to come into vogue after Blair Witch. I thought it was cool. I was also I'm just happy to have a different opening. I'm surprised yeah. with how many people this project has been passed through to mm-hmm. different production companies, different directors, different writers that they all so far have stuck with the either a opening. rolling scroll or like just having it written on the screen. Yeah. I'm surprised how long it I think took it's for because, someone I think to be it's like, we like, can change this up. It's bad or horror production companies that look at something like that. And when you see just like the way it was worded, that original one, it's very sincere and dour. Mm-hmm. And then the way it's read was very sincere and dour. And then just having the script on, on the page makes it 
feel more grown up and intellectual, which for horror movies, they're always like, well, this makes us look like, you know, more intelligent and smart with a horror film. I so they just like slap it on. <laughs> uh, but when it's written like it was in part four, not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't put it up there so we can pause it and read it on our own and be like, there's a lot of mistakes in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. Yeah, I did enjoy this new one. Um, <clears throat> definitely had the blood flowing from the beginning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, oh yeah, You man. see some bodies straight away, don't you? Yeah, it was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Cuts and stuff. It was yeah. cool. It was like, oh, I know everything that has happened now. I'm an expert in this crime case. Like, <laughs> I'm involved. You know what? Let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Have you been drinking an energy drink? Oh, man, man I drank an energy drink and I'm ready. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of ball energy. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking highball just to clarify what's going on. Um... He just chose it. <coughs> yeah, I, he's dying. I like it and I don't like it at the same time. I kind of like yeah, there's something different. Yeah, the the fact that it's clearly shot crisp yeah. footage and then they fucked it up. I afterwards. didn't like that part uh, where they're like, the here's the footage that was, I don't know, they said it wasn't released or was that it? That was really? like recovered from the house. Yeah, I, I could have gone without that. That was just yeah. stupid and tacky. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, look, fingernails. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, fingernails do not make those scratches that they pointed out. Mm-hmm. Well, you, oh, unless wow. your wall's made of jelly. It <laughs> <laughs> ah, looks like yes. these walls were made of jelly. You got me there. The walls may have been made of jelly. But it is, yeah, it is different, at least. Uh, it's introduced as the Hewitt's residence. So we've got, yeah, a new name for the Sawyers slash Slaughters slash whatever it is they're called. Bubba's Juniors. Bubba's yeah. Juniors. Tom's. Um, and then we're introduced Dougie. immediately to our <laughs> van of 70s hippies. Um, I don't think, are we given an exact year? I don't I didn't know. There was a year. Um can't remember it though okay. I, I remember i was like what okay but they're going to leonard skinner concert yeah they're yeah. heading to leonard skinner we actually what we actually open with is the waterhole shot of them in slow motion swinging out onto a waterhole which seems weird when oh, you right. look at it i'll tell you why because they were at somewhere else before it's, well it's because so between in between shoots there was always a waterhole apparently nearby and the whole crew and cast and particularly the cast would just go hang out there and just like enjoy the waterhole so they just went and got a shot of it because they thought it looked pretty. And then they ended up opening the movie with that <laughs> shot. That's the like first time this. you see them. And then you get Sweet Home Alabama starts playing. Sweet Home Alabama. For me, I'm immediately happy. Me too. Because, like, cool music, looks no. slick. But it's not in Alabama, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm about ready for something that looks slick at this point in this franchise. Yeah. So some horror movies it's detrimental but this one like you know what i'm fine with that it's got some money in it people who know what they're doing with the camera people know what they're doing with lighting the cool a- music the atmosphere great. uh in the car was more i don't know it just felt like an actual real environment i'm like wow it is really hot like yeah i can see why you guys went to the watering hole and yeah yeah i think that's a nice shot to open on actually even though it doesn't make much sense at yeah. all they're stopping off at watering holes on their drive to Linda skinner concert for yeah. coming from mexico cool. smuggling drugs yeah. as we're about to find yeah. out um but yeah, we have two teenagers just like, well, teenagers, I don't know what they meant to actually be. Young adults. Um, I know Jessica Beale was only 21 when she made this, so I guess they meant to be like 19 or 20. Early 20s. Um, but yeah, they're just making out in the back, which is, everything here is, we're into rote cliches of what we now expect from a slasher movie. Yeah. Like what we said in that first one in terms of, oh, everyone is that cliche, but they're turned down because they were starting the cliches. Now we're like, everyone's turned way up. Like, you've definitely got, like, the sort of jockey people. you definitely got the more nerdy person. you definitely got the girl who's just, like, making out with the guy. We then find out she met 19 hours before in the yeah. back of a truck. Um, and it's very Michael Bay. Everybody who's cast looks like a model. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. to me, is always a separation with me and Michael Bay movies. 
because it's like I can't relate to anybody on screen. <laughs> he just he doesn't know what sexy is. <laughs> but I find like it's been ages. Like I I'm genuinely fascinated, particularly with Platinum Dunes, because I think Platinum Dunes do a lot right, and we're gonna, we're going to discuss it with this movie. And yet I'm always left normally feeling quite soulless with their films. Yeah. And I always try and figure out well, what is it? What is it? Is it that they're just too slick and that removes you from mm. it? I think one of the things, honestly, for me, is that people are too pretty in his movies. Like, this whole film, I'll say it right now, I'm distracted yeah. by how hot Jessica Biel looks. She's yeah. maybe the most attractive woman I've ever seen on screen in, like, a stereotypical, yeah. you know, how a next-door girl is meant Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a lot of really attractive people, but... And then their characters were these, these types you knew, but there was no, like, connection to any of them. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I felt more than I did. I have to. Say, I think it's weird because that original one, they seemed sort of more like real people, but I just didn't connect with them in any way. Yeah. yeah. This one, at least, I understand who people are better, yeah. and I am like it's better writing. I think. Yeah. Just with relationships of people, even if it's rote and cliched. Yeah. At least I know who's who, and <clears throat> you yeah. notice a driver, and yeah, I'm on board with you know Jessica Biel's. It's, you know throws their pot out the window and then you find out the smuggling pot and then she clearly wants to get married and like you get all these false she wanted that ring on it yeah. she really did she wanted to get that you know tax tax write off <laughs> so who we have uh jessica beale who essentially is our sally sally uh we've got eric belfour who's playing her boyfriend kemper who's like this well, there's two studs in this one, really, aren't they? Because he's one stud. Everyone's a stud in their own way in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely one who's more geeky than the other two. The yeah. other two guys yeah. are, like, very studly. Yeah, this was, like, the non-jocks. Who's like, hey, I'm the, like, nice guy. He's, I think he's meant handsome, to be, like, yeah. He's middle, meant to be, like, middle she's guy. meant to be. But yeah. they're both too attractive for it. Where they're, like, your next-door neighbors, basically. Yeah. yeah. you got Mike Vogel playing Andy. He is definitely the jock. He looks like Matthew yeah. Mahoney. Yeah. <laughs> In days the confused. Yeah, he's like, I'm handsome. I was. I played quarterback and receiver. (laughs) (laughs) Just passed myself. Um, And then you got Morgan, who's played by Jonathan Tucker. He's definitely the slightly dorkier one, who's Mm -hmm. a bit resentful. They're making out back of trucks, spouting off facts about STDs to put them off. He was Franklin in it. it, Yeah, he was the Franklin in this of this film, but less annoying. Yeah, agreed. Um, And then we got Erica Learson, who's Pepper. Now. Explain to me this. Yes. Riddle me this. Why, when you have a van of kids that we're being introduced to, who've just gone to Mexico, you know, done this whole trip together, whatever they're doing, heading to this concert, why would you have one of them as a hitchhiker when... Because they're about to run into another hitchhiker. Why would you have one and just suddenly establish... Because I just presume she was part of their friends because they're all making out and stuff. Yeah. And was then she you, a hitchhiker? Yeah, you established they, they picked her up 19 hours before just outside of... She mentioned... Somewhere. She's like, El Paso. She's like, she's what like, are what the chances? chances you were driving through El Paso? Yeah. And I she was a hitchhiker and they picked her up. I had assumed it was like they were out partying and met her and she was like, I love Leonard Skinner. I'll come with you. Yeah, they just had an extra ticket. I'm pretty sure at some point if, they, yeah, they I mean, say maybe the word they hitchhiker. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it was supposed to be she, she was probably going to the concert and they were all going in the same direction. But like, I mean, other than, I mean, I guess, are they trying to fake us out? Are they trying to make us think that she, because not one second that did I think she's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. Um, but it's just so weird because then, okay, take her out then. How, what was this trip? It was Jessica Biel, her boyfriend who she's hoping is going to propose to her, and then two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird trip to go on. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, they're going to Mexico, and he's like, dude, drugs. Yeah, let's go, bro. <laughs> like, I don't understand why that guy Andy went, though. No. Because the, the other two dudes seemed more into pot, and he was just like, girls will go. I mean... Mother. Girls in Mexico. Girls in Mexico. I like, I like tequila shots, body shots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, this is a formula that they will replicate. Uh, remember in Friday the 13th when we covered that one? How does it start? With a whole bunch of kids yeah. in a van going out to find weed so that they can then take it back and sell. Yeah. This is their <laughs> opening that they like yeah. to do. You're all drug dealers, basically. We're just all drug druggers. Um, yeah, it didn't. And then, yeah. It's just a weird setup for me. It's just like, just have them all be friends. Like, why throw in... And they don't even do anything else with it. They don't play with it for tension. It's just, like, two sentences for no reason she's a hitchhiker. So it might, But it's always in the back of my head of she doesn't really know these people. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. Well, she um, is always keen to get out and doesn't really care who's left behind. That's she's true. She's usually one of the ones yeah, who's th- like, I, th- I don't care. I like my teeth where they are. Let's yeah, get out of like here. Yeah, she's like the uh, other... Like, she goes, you know, like, the sides where it's just like, we should be logical. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's just go. Like pushes the group to the other direction. That's true. I feel like, I mean, I get her reasoning for that. They yeah. don't use it enough then. For me, yeah. it's like you yeah. could have way used it to be more selfish. And I was like, fuck you guys. I don't even know you. Just a line like that. Yeah. 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 She, she, she kind of just followed Andy. Yeah. She wasn't really super independent or free spirited in that, you know, time period. She was not the hippie chick that they reference on the back of the van. No, but she is definitely amalgamation of that original. I've forgotten her name now. um, The sort of stargazing girl. She starts talking briefly about destiny in this opening scene. The video game? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love her now. Love destiny. Um, And then we've got Erin, of course. Yeah, Jessica Biel, who is obviously our final girl immediately. You see her and you're like, there's no way she's going to get like slashed or hurt in the face. Yeah. yeah. With Can't, that midriff, nothing bad can happen. You cannot <laughs> damage that beautiful body. <laughs> it would be a travesty. So how does she seem to you guys? Because to me, she just seems like a through and through good girl. I agree, which is why I we'll have a problem yeah, we'll get to it. with one very large detail. Okay, good. The midriff? Because <laughs> that is not a problem. Good girls do not look like that. No, that's not the problem. So we find out they have two pounds of pot. She's all upset about it. Apparently, turns out she didn't um, smoke or drink in Mexico. And I'm saying this for a reason that we'll get to at the end of the movie. Uh, They smooch and then they nearly hit a girl who's walking in the middle of the road. Uh, Yeah, you guys mentioned this. this Also, (laughs) this is stupid. How did he not see her? They're on a straight road. I know. And and why are you making out while you're driving? Y- yeah, I mean, like, you, you could clearly see the girl. If she's such a good girl, then she would be like, no, keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, the other dude's like, yo, but She's like, yeah, let's road. make out for more yeah. than three seconds. And I like as well, when she seems pissed off with him, and you think, oh, that's cool, there's going to be some friction. And then he's like, how much do you love me? He's like, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, <laughs> just this a little much. bit. And they being playful, like, well, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't work. I'm just like, kill her. Kill somebody. <laughs> kill her. Kill somebody right do now. Do it. Stab her. Uh, but in the movie, they do <laughs> nearly hit this hitchhiker girl. I like this girl. She looks properly damaged. Yeah, yeah. she's cool. She seemed so broken. Yeah. She was a cool, cool um, lady. Can we look her up? I don't know what else she's been in, but she yeah. was cool. Also, it was one of those faces where like, I feel like I know her well, but maybe I only know her from this film. Because she makes an impression in a small amount of time. Yeah. Yes, she does. She she found her launch pad. Yes. Which math will already define press launch pad. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, weird side note: you can literally see Jessica Biel's uh, wire mic through yep, between her midriff her and her back every time she turns around. Yeah. yeah, 
And that's why the sound person got fired. <laughs> that's why he's dead now. That's why he never works in this Hollywood town again. Is she um, just called Teenage Girl? Oh, maybe. Yeah, mm, so. yeah I guess yeah. so. Lauren German. She, yeah, that looks like her. done a whole bunch of things. She's on a walk to remember. The Divide. She's on Lucifer TV Lucifer. series. What else? Okay. Chicago nothing, PD, Hawaii Five O. Nothing crazy exciting. Just no. some decent stuff. Okay. Uh, they do also say here, well, I don't know why, but if we're in the line at the three hours from Dallas, when they pull over, he's like, but we're three hours from Dallas. Yeah. I'm like, all right, thank you for the geography. <laughs> Does that match up? Austin, three hours from Dallas? Yeah, Dallas is three hours from Austin. Adds which is up. why Houston still makes no sense. Someone did the math. Um, I do like, so then they let the hitchhiker into the car van and you get this shot where they're all looking at her the same way as the original yeah. one we're all looking at. The yeah. hitchhiker dude. Albeit, she's not creepy at all. She's like crying, clearly upset yeah. And, yeah. Um, and sad. Um, and then she freaks out because they pass the Blair Meat Co. Yep. Um, and she's like, no, you're going the wrong way. I can't go back there. I can't go back there. It's the direction she was walking in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and how hard is that as a production? Just have her walking towards them. Yeah. And then in a fragile state, she doesn't notice, you know, that they start driving back that way. Just yeah. one simple thing. Yeah. Very weird. Anyway. Although I guess if she had just like come out of... She might not really know the direction. Or maybe yeah, she's stuck she in like... between the house and the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch, sorry. <laughs> the Blair Meat, which is clearly yeah. not the Blair Witch. I was bad. I mean, there's not really any tall trees, so... There was, yeah, there was no actual landmarks. turned around and not know where she is. It's um, all pretty open and flat. Okay. Yeah. We'll, I don't know. we'll give it a pass. Yeah, I don't know. There's we'll only some amount of passes. I did. It is something that movie. I was like, why were you going that way then? Just but, I, I was yeah. hungry. You have to give horror movies passes, obviously, so... Yeah. Um, and then she says something about a baby, but it's like one throwaway line, pretty much, um, about her baby. And then pulls a gun out from between her bloody legs. Yep. Which, yeah, you don't want to think about where that was. It was just a gun. No, no, it was just in her underwear. Really? You could easily put it in your underwear, though. You reckon? I mean, I know what they're insinuating, but logically <laughs> I went, I know what you're trying to make me think, but I'm not going to be an idiot. I'm going to assume it was in your underwear. It's in her panties. <laughs> it's in your panties because, you know, you put your gun in your underwear sometimes. That's what you do? Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, then she says the line, you're all going to die, and blows her head out, and we get the awesome fucking shot, which they Dude. love to do in the trailer. Of the camera going through her head as everyone's screaming. Jessica Biel's doing an awesome screen. Her fingers yeah, yeah like with their fingers. Trembling. And then you go out through the back window, through the bullet hole in the back window, and then yeah. it keeps snaking out as everyone runs out of the car. And starts Dude, that out. was that was cool. Uh, I do like how she's also the doomsayer. Yeah. She's the first victim and doomsayer. Yeah, which was like smart wow, way to do it. Yeah, and then she removes herself from the story. So you know, yeah, it's like it. holy crap. <laughs> it's a cool Slow opening. Clap. Yeah. Now this shot, if you watch the making of, is fascinating. They like didn't think they were going to pull it off, and the way they did it, it's way simpler than you think. Like really? they literally, the prosthetic head, the camera's like wedged inside it essentially, yeah. and you have to pull the head back as you're pulling the camera back because it couldn't literally go through it. You'd have to have it on it and then push it forward as it's then going through it and then drop it. And they show nearly all of the takes on the making of, and you just yeah. see it's really funny because they're literally like. It was our last one. Like we got it on the last one, and we were freaking out about it. And you just had to hope everyone's performance was good because the camera was yeah, that was it. Yeah. And they obviously like CGI in then the back windscreen with the gunshot because you couldn't do that bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, really cool shot. Um, and I'm totally in on this movie at this point. I'm like, this is. I remember when I saw this movie, I had hated the original, and came to this with trepidation because it was like Michael Bay, but Platinum Dunes hadn't proved themselves yet. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's the really beginning cool. got me. I sat up and I went, "All right, let's I'm let's in. do this." 
Let's do it. Um, Although, to be fair, we have felt this way with the past yeah. yep. four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. playing it through oh, as we go through the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I didn't have super highs, but I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's Michael Bay, so don't get your hopes too, <laughs> too high. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they. I'm also happy here. They're making like sensible decisions. They do the thing with some one of the idiots. Um, it's the geeky guy. It's like, yeah, but we can't. Like, what are we gonna do? We can't ring the police because we've got pot in yeah. the car. And he's Two like, well, let's just get rid of the pot. In any other horror movie that is stupid, and particularly in any other sequel for this, they'll be like, yeah, you're right. We can't ring the police because what are we gonna do with this pot? Whereas Eric Balfour just chucks it out in the field. Yeah. It's like done, <laughs> just Problem solved. On. Yeah. They're like, what man? Which is what you would do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then we have to have, of course, the comedy line from the hitchhiker of there's no possible way I'm getting back in that van. Off they go. Yeah. I was um, like, oh, you did a comedic thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get Andy doing his, I guess that's what Brains looks like, kind of like lasagna, which was weird. Which uh, is what I'm waiting which for. Which we have coming to we us We have right lasagna now. coming in a minute. Lasagna. We need to get through this podcast for food. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> but, it's the, but this is the thing, like... With these kind of movies, you want the scares, we get it. You want yeah. the cool music, you want a good vibe, and you want a bit of humor in there, and they're trying. It's not and that funny. you want funny. them to not be idiots. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's a horror film. But you gotta have You're going to make some stupid decisions because it wouldn't be a horror film exactly. without it. But, but at beyond least... anything, you want it to be likable, which yeah. I think falls into all those things. A little bit funny, you want to feel the real scares, you want them to be not idiots. And, yeah. Um, and this one, so far, I'm not, like, I'm not loving them, but I'm liking them more than anybody else I think we've had in this franchise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not my favorites. But I'm like, yeah, so I can hang out with you for a mm-hmm. bit. But I do find the best horror films that I want to. You just like, I really like these characters. So then when bad things happen, I really care about it. It's really that simple. Yeah. Uh, they stop at Sully Community Center barbecue, where obviously if you see any of these movies, you know something's off straight away. Mm-hmm. Barbecue in Texas? No. <laughs> with the real barbecue for the win. Yeah. With you come to Texas, are you not going to eat any barbecue? No, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't had a proper Texas barbecue. So well, if you're, you know, going to a restaurant place and you don't see the uh, uh, health code rating on the window, uh, you got to be suspicious. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the girls go to the bathroom um, and then they get the lady who owns the store to call the sheriff. And she's been, you know, weird to begin with. Yeah. And then we establish something strange, which is that Jessica Biel can pick locks. Yep. <laughs> Older brother. Which, why... Did they need to pick the lock for the bathroom? She really like, had to they just go inside? The bathroom was like, locked. Also, hey, so can we get decide, the key to your bathroom? <laughs> no, yeah. There's like, no, if I go to a bathroom in a place that I don't know and I'm still shaking for someone's head getting blown off in my car, I think I'm just going to bust into this I'm fucking I'm going to pick this lock with my pocket knife. Also, uh, spoiler, they never use the restroom. <laughs> nope, they open no. it and it's disgusting. Do you it know how much like, that bothers me in horror films? It looks like a tire. There's only like one <laughs> character who followed through with going, I have to piss. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it bothers me so much. Yeah. Like, yep. They needed the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? That's why she's shaking for the rest of the movie. Please let me go. I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, and her explanation of just big brothers. That's all she says big brothers. about why she can pick a lock. I'm like, what does that mean? I have an older brother. He doesn't pick locks. <laughs> it's like the big brothers always criminals. I mean, what's... yeah. What what do they do? <laughs> big why brothers. do they know how to pick? Your big locks? brother is George Clooney from Ocean's Eleven. No, like, my, my br- big brother's name is Bubba. They used to. <laughs> They used to lock me in my room, so I had to learn how to pick the lock. Oh, is that? Oh. That would make sense. I'm scared. That this is totally cool. 
this reeks of like yeah first time screenplay i mean it's an impressive first time screenplay for sure yeah uh but it reeks of oh we get to this point later we need her to be able to do this thing to shit we this, never established yeah. that someone goes you know what this doesn't read right how would she know how to do that let's just chuck this in where do we have a door oh she goes to the bathroom at some point all right perfect it, i guarantee it used to read they open the door they're looking at it going no we don't need a bathroom yep but then they realize we need to retroactively add in something to show that she needs to have a specific skill exactly i have a specific set of skills <laughs> and it's called hermit drift <laughs> and if uh, i find you you will die <laughs> so uh the old crawford mill is apparently where the sheriff is going to be and he wants them to drive out there to meet them does not sound sketchy at all that would be to be fair they put up a fight about it and then the lady just basically well it's up to you do what you want to do yeah i would just drive to a hospital or somewhere else yeah it's true. I would drive to a different county. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. But this one's sketchy. Yeah. So we um, shot themselves in the head in my car, who was on the side of the road. Go back to near where you kind of picked her up and meet the sheriff. He's, he doesn't want to drive to the location you're at. I might, like, start to go there, but as soon as I see what this old mill looks like, I'm like, nope. No. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> like, no, Put the not. body on the side of the road. Yeah. No way. Call them again. She's right here. Here's the coordinates. Yeah. Call yeah. me if you'd like to question me. Uh, but the cop isn't there so they start to argue about whether or not to drop off the body and of course all the boys think that he should and the girls say no um, which I don't believe that it like it just uh, you wouldn't I know you're just saying you should drop off the body but you wouldn't because then you're people uh, think yeah, you murdered murder. this person yeah, yeah. I would have just took him to the hospital because it's a gunshot wound also you know you could just well look, she oh. does say we does she say we need to go to the hospital uh, that's where I would go first. I wouldn't go to the police station because then the police would just be like, what the hell? I've oh, no, the she says it while she's still alive, I think. Yeah. Because she's, like, severely injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what is... Because she's, like, bleeding between the legs, that hitchhiker. What do you think the insinuation with that is? Because she got... Knife or you know, chainsaw hit her leg or something? Okay, okay. No, no, Because to me it was weird. It looked or sexually. Or like, think it just scratches was, from... You know. You think it was sexually? Okay. Yeah. And then it was, like, going, oh, why didn't she also she put a like gun it, there? She like, stretched it right um so then they kind of get bored and decide to go check out the mill because jessica beale says no we're not gonna drop a button and she just walks off (laughs) so they start checking out the mill yeah uh because you need to check out a spooky location (laughs) uh they have a little jump with a possum which was actually on set that was written in from it just happened to be there and it freaked people out that's funny wait there's a possum inside of it that's what freaked them that was real i I think it was in there i know like i was watching making of there was definitely a possum on set that freaked people out and that's how they Came and up. they're yeah, like, call the possum wrangler. Yeah. Put him in this locker. Um, and then they find a child who's like running around to, yeah, to anybody else looks clearly like a member of the Sawyer family. What are they called now? Sorry, I forgot already. Hewitt? The right? Hewitts. The Hewitts, yeah. Hewitt Packer. They're the, they eventually grew up to uh, make computers. <laughs> yeah. They started Smart off. kid. Yeah, because, you know, that computers. Well, hey, in number two, they're getting into technology, so. Oh, um, he's an eloquent kid. I was surprised. I was expecting him to be all mute, but instead he's been like, "What did you do to the girl in the van?" Yeah, he just starts asking him questions. He's good. Yeah, I liked him. And he's like, "You he promise you cool. won't hurt me and stuff." And yeah, interesting yep. character. I like him. Yeah. Um, other than his teeth, which were a bit too proppy, <laughs> it yeah. was a little bit too like chuck some big like, teeth in there. They're like, "Here, this is usually for adults, but uh, we don't have any smaller sizes, <laughs> so we have. only have nine million dollars." We are. So. <laughs> Gorilla filmmaking, so this is what you yeah. get. Michael Bay's like fucking gorilla film. Just put them in. Just put, <laughs> put the fucking teeth. You're not in. supposed to look sexy as Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they find a little creepy hideout where the kid's been living, I guess. 
Yeah. With, I guess, that the hitchhiker, I don't know. No, not with the hitchhiker. No, he just lived there. Yeah. Maybe it was his play yard. It's weird. It's like a little hidey place for him to be. There's little yeah. dolls coming in and stuff. It says his name's Jebediah. Jebediah. Um, and then the kid tells him that the sheriff's at home drinking, suggesting a boyfriend head out to find the house in the field. Uh, this house looks fucking cool. It does yeah. look cool. It's like big stone pillars. It looks almost Greek, but really yeah. flat and blocky. Yep. I liked it. It was very yeah, cool. Maybe think of kind of a old plantation house slash medical place. Yeah. Where maybe they did stuff there. Yeah. It felt like, like institutional yeah. kind of thing. Um, the shots of them walking to the house with like the sun streaming through the trees. Mm-hmm. Where are those trees? Yeah, that's a good point. There seems to be this little cluster of trees that yeah. appears and disappears. It when looks they need awesome. It. it looks super cool. But yeah. everything other than that, those shots, which they return to those trees a couple of times when they're walking yeah. in between the houses, everything is like open plain. <laughs> um, yeah, it is weird. That's true. I didn't even think about it. But it looks cool, so they don't care. So <laughs> Michael Bay and Michael Smith's book give a shit. Yeah. It, looks, it looks super dope. We're, we're doing it. Michael Bay <laughs> approved. Stamp. Michael Bay really did shepherd this film. Like he, he saw, because he was shepherded in fuck who was it there was a great old director who brought Michael Bay in and really kind of taught him the ropes mm-hmm. and he wanted to do the same for Marcus Nispel to teach him how to direct oh, movies cool, so he kind of brought him in and tried to teach him how to make a Bay film because we need another one of those or nay. <laughs> so then the dude with the wheelchair comes out who's got no legs and there's a dog growling on his lap and he says that they can call the sheriff if they want to but only the girl. He can call the sheriff. There's only hot people in his yep. house. Although he's hot as well, I guess, in a different way. Um, you think so? Well, not really. He's not he's, my type. He's like a model. I get the Matthew McConaughey guy Al's looks hot. Taste. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not my type. These people are too pretty. He's hot, though. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be fair to both sexes. But I think Michael Vogel, the Matthew McConaughey ones, he's hot. But the guy who plays Morgan... No, sorry, Kemper. Kemper. Eric Balfour. Like, yeah, he's not my type. Mm. What do we know him from? <laughs> I was trying to figure that out too. He looks so familiar. He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he is. He's I think six I looked at his under, page and I didn't recognize him. He's in six feet I didn't under. He's in twenty projects. He's in twenty-four six feet under. Um, he's in. He was in twenty-four. Yeah, he's big and yeah, he's in quite a lot. Yeah, quite a lot. I couldn't figure out what I know. Oh, him I know from. from Lie with Me, which is this weird sort of sex film. Hmm. And he was in Hawaii, a bit of the OC. Six Feet Under was a big thing. Oh, for maybe him. I know him from the OC. In one episode of The West Wing, he's in one episode of Dawson's Creek. He's in Can't Hardly Wait a little bit. Can't hardly wait. He's done. He's done the runs. He's been around. Oh yeah, he's Eddie. Okay. Yeah. I know him from the OC. There you go, <laughs> Eddie. Um, yes, but he's not allowed in. So the the guy then takes the phone and dials it for her, um, and gives it to her. Meanwhile, so we kind of cut back and forth basically. Between these two in the house and what's going on with them, and then the, uh, the the three that have been left at the car when the sheriff turns up. Also, at this point, anytime someone's like, "Here, I'll dial it for you," just wait till they leave, hang up, and call nine one one again. Yeah. So you do, man. <laughs> You're just like, that was more than three numbers. Yeah. Um, but it's on the phone the sheriff tells her uh, so on the phone the sheriff tells her something about it'll be 30 minutes or whatever so um, what we to get from this is that because I was unclear I remember the first time I saw this film if he really is a sheriff and it's just a fucked up place yeah or if he's a make pretend sheriff he killed a sheriff I think he's a make pretend sheriff you think 
Yeah. I get really confused. But then because there's never a, car a real sheriff that shows up. To be fair, the whole town seems to only be this family. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see anybody else in this town who's, mm -hmm. who's not part of this family. Yeah, maybe he was certified as the sheriff of that town. Oh, he's satisfied. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was confused with that. So I'm not sure who she's actually ringing if it's the real police, but then they never show up. Yeah. Yeah, so... So I guess so. What's the benefit of lying and saying, "Oh yeah, it'll be thirty minutes"? I don't know. Just to buy the time, I guess. So they got time to take who they want to take. I don't know. Maybe they don't. It'll realize. be four hours. I don't know. Um, so she's about to leave, then the man of the house oh. starts calling out for her. Yeah. He's stuck on the bathroom floor, <laughs> uh, and then someone walks by camera. We get a first little glimpse of Leatherface. Her boyfriend gets worried, comes aside to look for her. Um, then we head back to the cop, uh, to the sheriff. He starts to look around the scene. He's already been creepy straight away. He takes the gun from the dead body and pockets it himself. Puts it back in his holster, yep. which yeah, oh yeah, in his own holster. Yeah, of course. And you're like, oh. I didn't put that together. At yeah, all. instantly I was like, <laughs> how is no one like, oh, that's super weird and suspicious that that gun fits Andy perfectly. Andy kind of eyes it, but he's being like a total dick to Andy, and Andy's just like listening to everything he says. And it's like, okay, yes. Yeah, sir. I would have just been like, hey guys. uh that something's wrong we need to we need to leave once it doesn't matter if no one's all the way back we just gotta go yeah i didn't put it together at all that that was his gun yeah. and i've watched this film like many times yeah it's his gun if yeah because he puts totally it right is. back in the holster i'm like yep i was just like he's stealing the gun i don't know enough about holsters i was like yeah it fits in it's <laughs> <laughs> putting it in his sock if the shoe fits uh meanwhile the handicapped guy at the house is busy filling up jessica Biel's ass um as her boyfriend walks around the house she doesn't seem to have a problem with this. For me, I feel like, no, nah, I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do yeah. that. Um, and then her boyfriend finds a sewing room. And then Leatherface finally appears. Completely blacked out eyes this time. We don't get to see his eyeballs much in this movie, just yeah. in a few peeking shots. Um, he's got a much more oppressive like figure and mask. Really huge hulking guy. Mm -hmm. Hits him in the head, drags him into the room, closes the metal door. Really Loud replicating slam, yeah. the original. How is this for you guys? As your first, you know, first Leatherface in the in the remake, first kill in the remake. Does it have the effect that the original film had? No, no, not for me. Okay. But because it was just I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I mean, I did like his like the demeanor that he has. Like, oh man, he's like gonna be a force to you know reckon with. But Camper's yelling for her. Mm. And then the door slams. I'm like, oh, you heard the door, but you didn't hear your boyfriend shouting down the hallway, which is right next to where you were. Yeah. So that took me out of it. And I was just like, this is dumb. This <laughs> <laughs> is dumb. That was my first dumb. <laughs> Did you like mark. how the face was looking? Or? Uh, I like, yeah, I like the mask. It was more uh, janky and gross. I was like, oh, man, this is. He's got a weird skinny. grin yeah. to it, which he didn't have in the other ones. Yeah. What about you? It Alan? seems a little yeah, bit more sinister. He did kind of have the sides of his mouth pulled up a bit. Um, of all the main characters, he's the one I kind of care the least about. Eric Balfour, you mean? Uh, Kemper? Yeah. 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 Um, it's his fault. <laughs> it's his fault. Um, I kind of like the wide of the door being slammed from the original. I agree. I, think it's cool. I agree exactly. Like, yeah. I've, I've, the other times I've watched this, I've not been able to put it together in my head. And that's why it's kind of cool watching these films quite close proximity. And I couldn't put together why it didn't really work. And even when I hated the, the original, noise is that great, worked. All of that, but... Well, because I think Leatherface... Because there's two ways to play Leatherface. And the first one is playing it really as you feel he is a real person. Mm -hmm. But he is scary because he's a real person. And he's wild and sad and tragic and fucked up and all that stuff. This one is he's a Jason. 
And I yeah. like that because he's a comic book character and I like comic book character horror. That's how I got into horror because it's not really real life. It is yeah. you know, dumb, you know, spooky boogeyman. And I'm fine with doing that with Leatherface. They haven't done that successfully yet. They tried with three and fucked it up. Mm. This is them doing it properly. I think he looks awesome. But yeah, the lack of wides, they don't understand. They have a lot of wides spooky. of like just the house. Yeah. But, but the lack of wides in that is like you need that wide shot of him just being dragged in and then that door just closing. Yeah. yeah. And instead it's this handheld up close stuff that doesn't work as well. You don't well. really see like understand the geography. You action. don't see how big the door is. It was how more... big he is in comparison to Kemper would be like a huge thing for me. Yeah. yeah. That seemed like be more like, of well, a... He has no chance because that's a giant. Yeah. Um, yeah. More of a Michael Bay kind of choice. He's like, yo, this is how you do action. Yeah. You're going to blend it with horror. It's like, but it doesn't camera, work. Yeah. Get it up close. It's like... No, you, need, you need to use space as well. And yeah. Use, use the loneliness of space. Yeah, that's, the environment is another... We talked about this in Friday the 13th, how the environment plays as another character. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's what it was lacking mm. in yeah. this. Because that moment in that original, when that, like, you get the screaming and then that door shuts and then yeah. you're just left with the empty hall. Yeah. That's what's spooky. It's yeah. like you could walk the corner a second later and you wouldn't even know that just happened. Yeah. 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 Wherein in this, it's like... Yeah, yeah the you house, don't know where in the house that is. You yeah. don't... In the first one, the house felt more threatening to be in, whereas this one, you're just like, oh, okay, there's just the, the threatening force is the person in Definitely. the house rather yeah. than like, if you're in that house, you're, you're screwed. Fucked. Like, that ha- something's wrong with that house where this was just like, there's oh, no room of chicken yeah. feathers is what you're talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no chickens in a, in a <laughs> Even the cage. house being just much bigger <coughs> kind of allows for more freedom of like, well, yeah. surely you can find a room and hide in it for a good bit before they find you. Yeah, they're Instead like, of being like, this house is so tiny, you can't go anywhere. They're going to find you no matter what. Yeah, the, the first house was very confining. This one was just, yeah, yeah. like you said, space. And there's not a lot of things that are rusty and dangerous. It was just like, yeah. oh, I like my house clean. You're like, yep. okay, you have a sterile clean house. Spooky. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so okay, so then we go back to the sheriff and he's like wrapping up the girl in cling film. Or saran wrap. Saran wrap. Um, and asks for some help rap. from the stud Matthew McConaughey boy. What's his name? Andy? Andy. Andy. Um, so the sheriff, uh, uh, who is, of course, played by Ali Ernie, who people know from Full Metal Jacket, is his biggest, still like, you, you can't ever escape that role. Yeah. Uh, but he's a huge actor. He's been in many great things and he normally does play villains. So it's hard as soon as he turns up, you know, well, he's always a villain. <laughs> Um, he's also in Seven, which is a film I do want to bring up because when they were pitching this film, that was how Michael Bay pitched it to people. It was like, oh, we want to do... Because originally... Um, oh, jeez, I'm forgetting everybody's name. But a guy who originally played Leatherface and some other people approached them and said, like, we want to like be involved with this film. They even had Bill Mosley from Part 2. The casting director of this movie lived in the apartment that he lived in, the building. Yeah. So he went and talked to him and was like, hey, he like, took a picture of Chop Top from part two. I was like, hey, you should talk to like, Michael Bay, get me in this movie. I'd love to like be involved. And she just like completely blew him off. I was like, nope, that's not the way they're going. They want this to be like seven, but with Leatherface as the villain. Mm. And it's definitely there in the way it's shot. Like there's a lot of pretend seven style stuff, which isn't as talented as David Fincher would do it. Um, but you really notice it at the end. I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but like the soundtrack is literally ripped off from Seven. And I mean literally to the point where they had to have given the composer, we need this ending for, of music. Yeah. Um, and he just ripped it off completely. Um, so yeah. What was I talking about? The Sheriff. He was in Seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go back to him. Did you guys at any point think that this guy wasn't an evil sheriff? No. 
Oh, no, I knew something was wrong from the moment he showed up. Yep. Even if he's not actually a sheriff, when he dials the number for her, it's not 911. So you're assuming he's calling someone's personal phone, which you could assume it's a small town. He knows the sheriff personally. He's calling right, his right, cell phone yeah. or whatever. There's no cell phone. But you know that if he, if you know that he's bad, then you know that the sheriff is bad. Okay. Um, yeah, but he, so he made up all the dialogue in this scene. So all the stuff about like, oh, she's real wet down there. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> or like, I used to fill these girls up in the morgue or Cup whatever. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. He made all this stuff up and like improv. Wow. Oh, it made mm. him really weird. I mean, it went creepy. I wonder what all the takes are. If he like changed it up with each take. Yeah, he must have. And then he starts literally filling up her breast like while they're wrapping her up in cling film. Yep. And this is where I struggle with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because when it's not working, it's stupid. Yeah. And when it is working, it doesn't sell me. And But I don't want to watch it. It's like, yeah. I don't like characters like him. I do like my more comic book character, evil villains and stuff. Yeah. So I don't like that kind of just like... Dirty. Look at me. Yeah. I'm gross and creepy. Spooky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it is effective. Like he is a creepy sheriff. Yeah. Mm. Do you guys actually spooked by this? Because you have the two sides, definitely. You've got the Leatherface physical Jason side of this film. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Sheriff side, which is more psychological. It is, like, frustrating because it's like, well, how do you get out of this? Because he is potentially a cop. You're not sure. Um, Which side for you guys was more effective in the film? I think they're both effective just in different ways. Yeah. Whether, like, I prefer the size and violence over just him being a nasty dude and talking about her and feeling her boobs and talking about how wet she is they both make me feel uncomfortable right yeah i also uh with the sheriff uh, it just made me feel like you're not you can't really get out of it because if he is a legitimate sheriff he has all this power like yeah you can totally turn it on you and be like these kids for sure murdered this girl yeah and yeah yeah, there's, yeah, I, I'm trying to like think about now, and when we get to the end, I guess I'll get to my thoughts. But the first time I saw this film, I really liked a lot of things about it. The sheriff stuff really bothered me. I was like, I would have cut all that stuff out because I was there for Leatherface and more of a slasher film. Yeah. Watching it this time, I'm like, okay, I, I see the psychological side. Like, it's a much, it's a much harder thing to write. And I think what they're trying to do is more noble with that in a way because it's way creepier, actually, because it's more real life. Yeah. But I don't think they nail it quite you know like it works well enough but for me it's just like there's a great film called territories which is literally like this and it's about these group of kids who've gone over to canada and they come back over into america in the middle of the night and they run into these two cops who are patrolling the border and they're both i don't want to like spoil it but they they take them out and then they find a similar thing they find some drugs on them and they use that as an excuse and gradually like it the pot just keeps boiling over and they end up in some really horrible places but you could really feel this could really happen yeah and particularly in the political climate that we're in at that point especially um and it is a terrifying thing to kind of deal with and i feel with this one they they try and play with yeah this more intellectual side of horror and then the more jason side of horror and by doing both they're not quite putting all their efforts just into one thing if you know what i mean i feel like if they just focused on one thing maybe they would have nailed it more um but they're spreading it a little bit thin on both sides um yeah so then we do go back to jessica i do like the bouncing back and forth though it's kind of cool um jessica finds a peephole in a metal door and leather's watching her from a window as she leaves um and then yeah the sheriff is making the the guys put the cling film girl then into the trunk of his car 
and Aaron starts looking for Kemper and um, we uh, yeah we get to see down inside Leatherface's home which is leaky yep <laughs> yeah I'm like man what a huge water bill he <laughs> likes water which yeah. we'll learn later when he turns the sprinklers on for no reason yeah, yeah. he needs everything to be drippy drippy needed to be drippy drip which reeks of people who are used to making music videos in the 90s <laughs> yep uh, but there are like tools everywhere like it's definitely the most oppressive like Leatherface home that we've seen yeah I was like wow he's got his own cellar <laughs> <laughs> lucky boy yeah all his toys um, so then Erin gets back to the others unscathed and she tells them that the sheriff's on the way but they're like he's already been and been creepy uh, but then they don't know where Kemper is and then a car horn goes off so they follow it to a new car graveyard that appears out of nowhere yep <laughs> yep uh, with a stick propped on the horn. Um, and then one of their friends goes around with the car trunk for no reason at all. It's like, it's like, really? You've just had someone's had their head blown out. You've had this creepy cop come over and make you wrap up a dead body in cling film, put it in his trunk, steal a gun. Your friend's lost one of your other friends and you're going to goof around <laughs> and oh. pretend you're being attacked through a trunk. He's the dorky one. Yeah. Also, another red flag. The cop took no information. Yeah, none of, yeah, he wasn't statement. like, we're going to want you to talk to you later. It's like, yeah. give me the body. All right, bye. So you go, something's wrong. We got to go. We got to find real authorities. I do want to like, I don't want to bring this up, though, because he does still like he's creepy and he gets him to do a few weird things, but he does treat them fairly OK in that scene. He's just doing weird things. Yeah. And then when he goes off, he's kind of polite about it. Yeah, because he, I think he it knows. He, I think he knows that like, oh, you're not going to really go to the police because or follow up with this because it is a very weird situation and you've already sort of got it solved, but maybe you're probably just going to try to forget about it. Yeah, because his intentions, I'm a bit confused with and we get some stuff later that, yeah, I want to talk about when we get there. But but yeah, so then the, out of this trunk, they pull out a jar of liquid with the hitchhiker's photo in it. What's that meant to be? I assumed it was going to be like they were introducing the pictures again where one of the members of the family takes photos of them right but then they never did <laughs> yeah that, that would have worked but well, when i saw that i was like oh that's what one of the characters is gonna have a polaroid camera and he's gonna come take pictures of the people but do you think they take photos of the people and then they put the photos in like witchcraft and keep them in trunks of cars yeah, I didn't like the car that, that they I, drove I in i think that was the photo like their fa- the girl's who escaped it was her photo and like her family i think yeah but why would you keep it there for the police to find and identify easily then oh, okay this car belonged to this person yeah it's so yeah, it doesn't make any sense uh, but then heron heads back to the house with new stud meat and andy because she I'm got the teeth taking new boy. boys yeah. <laughs> uh, that she just keeps getting killed yeah he's like how about this one go find my boyfriend find my boyfriend because you used to love me, but then I went with Kemper instead. <laughs> <laughs> and Leatherface fun it was. Well, she's, yeah, going to Mexico with three dudes. Yeah. She's got lots of options. Exactly. Who's going to give me the ring? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Leatherface then finds a diamond ring that falls from Kemper's body. So oh, sad. Wow. That's the sad part, man. And nothing happens with it. Yep. I know. I wish they had come back to that. I know, like yeah. Leatherface giving it a ring or something. <laughs> I feel like they must have had this. Maybe it just got cut. Yeah, uh, she finds the ring. And goes no. That's like a little introspective. I could have been a wife. Like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. the real tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I could have been a housewife. Yep. Um, and then we got our tracking butt shot. We said yep. in the first film. Yep. We are going to call out every time we get a tracking butt shot and compare them. We haven't had another one up no. until now. Yep. yep. 
two, three, and four, all missed it. It's back here. Stretch gave us back a panty here. shot, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah, she did. She gave us that. And then we saw money fake boobs in the last one. This tracking butt shot, not great. No. I remember it in the trailer. The first one is still the best. And I think they slowed it down in the trailer <laughs> because I remember it like, oh, that house looks good. Oh, it's Jessica Biel's ass. This film looks amazing. <laughs> but in the first one, it's fucking great coming out from under that swing. It's really long and slow. Yeah. This one is like goes by way too quick and looks handheld as well. It looks literally like they didn't even have it on the track. Yeah. It was just like run with the camera. Uh, we'll just follow her butt. You're like, oh, you're walking a lot faster than we thought. Yeah, it's way more Michael Bay. Like the other one, it's obviously sexy because you're following her butt, but it's got this elegance to it and creepiness. This one literally feels like a Michael Bay. Put the camera in her butt. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how Michael Bay normally introduces females in his films. <laughs> Not even joking. Uh, dude, I don't remember that character. She was butt number one. Oh, uh, yeah. There it's we go. honestly like, With go and watch his films. Shorts. See how girls get introduced. They generally tend to be introduced. The camera starts in the butt, and then you work for their face. And that's how he introduces uh, Isn't that characters. how you do in real life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet so, you. Oh, you're pretty also. <laughs> so then Aaron uh, sidetracks the owner while a friend creeps inside by saying clever things like oh your garden is so plentiful yeah yeah so and he's plentiful. eyeing her and he's like yeah not buying it like your midriff is getting you through this conversation the only <laughs> yeah. um, he's like she must really like that handful i got so andy goes in and uh finds a kitchen of hanging flesh and doesn't think to just run at this point. Not alarmed. Uh, while Leatherface is watching him through peepholes. Leatherface is watching guy. everyone he's a lot. Looking, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, he's a good guy. He was looking for Kemper. That's true. Sticks with yeah. it. But then he knocks something over and Aaron freaks out and runs inside. And then you get this scene, which I like, actually, but it could be a lot cooler. And for me, yeah. it should have been the first time. Because you can't replicate yeah. the first time we saw Leatherface before. And they failed at it in this one. I yeah, think. that's what I instantly thought. I was like, wow, he's introduced really quickly. And there's no... Yeah, there's no little parade about it yeah. or anything. And then you get this cool parade of, yeah, the wheelchair man saying, like, you're both so dead, you don't even know it. And then he starts banging on the floor with his yeah, cane. And, you're like, and then he's, he's like, come on, come on, come on. And you get this cool thing. And then, then you hit a chainsaw and your bubble just comes through the door. But that would be a great yeah, intro. Yeah, Yeah. Should have happened with her boyfriend. Yeah. There. And then she'll be like, oh, no, you got a camper. Let's go like, no. And then she should have waited at the car. Yes. I agree. Well, um, two dudes gone in. Because that seems more like, oh, the muscle went. Yeah, there's ways to trim this down. Yeah. Like, the, the keeping going back and forth to the house. Like, we don't need Lots that much. Time. And I would argue the film's too long. Um, but then we have a yeah, cool scene as well, which I like as well, uh, running through the sheets, um, which is stupid. <laughs> but I like, it's just dramatically kind of cool. Yeah. With the chainsaw, like, buzzing through them and stuff. And then he cuts off Andy's leg. Yeah. Also, why didn't he just? Because if the chainsaw gets cut or cut uh, caught with the sheets, because it's not yeah. gonna like cut yeah. through it's that. Not, it's gonna stop it would get tangled. Yeah. I'm like, it just would. just throw all the sheets on him, and eventually he'll be like stopped, <laughs> and then just that, that would be yeah. the best way to stop loading place. Just too many sheets. Like, oh man, yeah, you go got like this, me. And it would get caught in the actual chain. Man, yeah. stupid, stupid. You would have your you legs still. Have to body which, slam them. Which yeah. would also be very painful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's a big boy. I'm a baby boy. Um, so then he carries Andy back to the house as Aaron runs away. He's like, all right, you got another one. I'll bring yeah. someone else. Let me get our third boy. Um, and yeah, we get Andy's fingernails breaking off as he's dragged to the basement to show yeah. these are the fingernails. That, that scratched the jelly away. wall. Yeah. And these fingernails are just like full that straight That sound off. is yeah. not I'm like, fun. There's no blood at all. It's just, yeah, he even fell like, off. He, he probably was malnourished and yeah. <laughs> haven't, hasn't, hasn't, he he hasn't had very actually had an infection. Nails. 
That was the SCD. Uh, that's how it connected. It's like, oh, he has know. disease. SCD. Yeah. Um, don't, don't think how you get that one. Meanwhile, the other two are cleaning out the van. Because they're bored, I think. And it's now nighttime suddenly. Erin uh, jumps in, tries to start the car, but it won't. She's all freaking out. And then the sheriff turns up again. Out of nowhere, there's a creepy motherfucker. Yep. And again, he's being kind of nice. And then... Yeah. He finds and the doobie. He's not. And he is not chill. And the split second he finds the doobie, uh, he flips out, gets them all to get out of the car, get down on the ground, won't listen to her talking about this dude who's killing her friends. That's what I want to know. It's like, is he looking for an excuse? Is he just completely crazy? Or is it genuinely... I mean, obviously he is crazy. But I do... It is weird. There's such a line. He is kind of fine with them going until he sees that doobie. There's this weird line of like that they cross in his fragmented metal state yeah. yeah and then he's just like no like fuck this i mean i think he knows that they can't get away because he clearly loosened up the tires at some that's point that's true yeah so he's like either way i could be an asshole to you or i could just keep being nice and you're not gonna want to run away which if you try good luck because your car is not gonna work anymore and we're gonna come get you eventually and what the hell were those two doing who've been by the van the entire time for him to have time to loosen the i think it was when they all were looking for kemper in the car area oh okay that's my only suggestion of when the tires were removed i appreciate that suggestion and i was thinking about that (laughs) should have tightened the nut lugs like in part three yeah that's where the joke comes from (laughs) there's lots of little yeah little nods to the other films that was one of them yeah your car's sure. been gone for a while. Check, check your, check your uh, lug nuts. Meanwhile, Bubba hangs Andy up on a meat hook um, and then rubs salt in the wound, literally, and then wraps it in meat packing paper, which is one of our only real sort of nods to that they do things with human bodies for meat. Yeah. yeah. But also, Andy would have been dead, man. That That's a huge blood loss. Yeah, he would have bled out. He, anyway. he would have bled out before he even made it back into the house. This is the hook scene that I've seen. Oh, this is you've the seen one this one. That I, yeah. Oh, it's nasty. Because I remembered. That's why in the first one I was like, that was not what I remember it being. So I was like, I well, maybe it'll probably be. One I remember of the a different ones. hooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a good impact for it. You see it and, like happen. Would yep. you say it was a deep impact? Ooh. I would say it's an Armageddon, not a deep yeah. impact. Yeah. Um, yeah, the sheriff, meanwhile, is back at the van terrorizing. So we get this whole thing that we're talking about. He's antagonizing and building him up. Yep. It is kind of psychological. I do appreciate that. It's also kind of... It's not dumb because you do like... I do in my head still. So you're like, Yo, what would you genuinely do? I don't know. Yeah. Um, he Hard fires like bullets near their head. And then he forces Morgan, the geeky boy, to reenact how the hitchhiker killed herself. Gets him to sit in the van. to like shouts at him because he's not sitting on top of her brain matter. But he brushes off with his hand. I would rather my jeans... Just sit on it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch that. I don't that. want a sticky booty. Also, it was just, it was a blanket. Just You're like, how are we going to clean this? I was like, it's a blanket. Take it off the seat and throw it away. Uh, I could have just moved it. But that's a really sick shag where we got in Mexico. Yeah, it was a Mexican blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just bought it. Uh, Leatherface is meanwhile using his sewing kit. Um, he's got one of those big wheel spinners. Like, yeah, the vintage ones. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Which is pretty, you I start like shawling here. Just <laughs> uh, and he's sewing a mask from Aaron's boyfriend's face. And we get the very first in the franchise Leatherface unmasking, where yeah. he takes it off. Yeah. And we see his face. He has yeah, no nose. Like, oh, he's he's uh, lost it from consumption. Yeah. He does look like Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which you, I like because then you're like, okay, I understand why you need to wear. We glasses. don't hear 
at all anything about your background, but you can kind of guess, okay, well, there was an accident, whether it was a fire or torture or whatever. Acid you or understand why he feels the need to... Malformity, like, who knows, like, yeah. or disease that just ate away to him. Who yeah, knows? consumption. But a little bit of background without... See, like, you see, you, you guys, it was good to see his face at last, you think? Yeah, I felt, felt a little bit of pain for him. I was like, oh. Yeah. So you had a full you nose, do, your life might have been different. Because you do get those lines we get later where she's talking about her pulsar and stuff, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're definitely trying to Jason him. They really are. They're, they're trying to make yeah, you sympathetic for him a little bit. Stretch, though. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you don't really get anything other than, yeah, what well, we'll get to later. So let's talk about when we get there. But yeah, for the moment, seeing his face. Um, yeah. I'm okay with it. I wasn't at the time. I remember the first time I saw it, I was not cool with this. I was like, I don't want to see my villain's face. I don't like seeing their faces. Um, I like to keep them masked and in the dark. But uh, Blah, blah, blah. What happened? So yeah, Morgan then <laughs> is with the sheriff. Yeah. Um, and he's getting him to like use the gun. Uh, and so the sheriff gives him his gun, which is the same gun. And he says, like, what happened to it? And gets him to put it inside his mouth. Uh, so when they were shooting this scene, the actor, and I need to say his name because full props to him. Uh, where is he? Morgan, Jonathan Tucker. This kid made himself, and I want to say this fact to any actor I work with from now on on horror films. <laughs> he would make himself throw up from putting the gun so far down his throat on every single take. Jesus. And in the making of, you can see him like throwing up over the gun each time. And what's really painful about it, they don't even use that in the film. You oh. see him spit out a bit, yeah. but that's it. But he's like, like it's come spewing out of his mouth as he's talking to the sheriff and stuff. Oh. It's fucked up. Yeah. And he did it to himself. It wasn't fake. It wasn't any meal in there or anything. It was none of the prop stuff you normally use. Just shoved it down his throat. Yeah. Throat. Also, that's like a, a health thing, a health violation <laughs> thing or whatever, because it's bodily fluid. You have to get a hazmat soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they should have used that. Yeah, like, how they didn't use that? I don't that's like, that. Look great. He's like, I did that every time just for you. He's like, look, it was a throwback to that movie Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> the original money laundering. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, so then the sheriff, but it's not loaded. Sorry, yeah, he pulled, he, he ends up uh, turning the gun on the sheriff because he's finally had enough. Um, and then the sheriff goads him into pulling the trigger, which he eventually does with the two girls, the hitchhiker telling him to do it. And of yeah. course, Jessica Biel saying, don't do it. But once he's done it, then yeah, you're kind of fucked because like, oh, you just tried to kill a sheriff. And he takes the van's keys and takes Morgan away with him, uh, leaving the two girls. Meanwhile, Andy is pulling himself off the meat hook, <laughs> or at least trying to, as the sheriff drives Morgan to the house. Uh, he smacks his glass bottle into Morgan's face, knocking a tooth out. Yep, busting some teeth out. Mm. And then pulls out his own teeth. He's like, well, look, we have a lot more in common yeah, than you think. They find out they both like Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and have no front teeth. You get that brilliant line. It's like, what are you going to do with your concert tickets now? And it's like, I guess you can have them. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they, uh, he radios into someone to say, go to the Crawford Mill because the girls are still there. Why didn't he just take the girls? If he's about to radio someone, say, go and get the girls. he doesn't want to get ambushed. Because too many against you. Fear. The thing was, from the last one, which we learned, you need to make them live in fear. And fear is your worst enemy. What's the quote? Or whatever. Some some quote from part four. (laughs) Fear is the worst enemy of fear. Um, (laughs) Okay. Great. And here's the scene where the payoff is, because Aaron's trying to start the car without any keys. And she says, where did you learn how to do that? Juvie. 
in juvie. Here it is. Yeah. Where did you learn how to start a car with no keys and a hot wire car? One sentence, much like earlier, Big Brothers. That's yep. in juvie. Could have been Big Brothers again. Nope. Oh. Or my dad's a mechanic. <laughs> Could have been literally oh, anything. Oh, yeah, anything. But oh, I saw it in a movie once. Whatever. I believe <laughs> that more than this girl has been in juvie. Exactly. Yeah. If li- you're going to mention that, that's fucking cool. But like at a point where she tells the story of what she did and why she's a good girl because of her time in juvie. Yeah. I, it's, I just... Yeah, I remember the first time I saw this movie and you get to this point, I'm like, have I been completely misunderstanding be who this character is? Yeah, you, you've been misunderstanding. She's a Judy. bad girl. She's a bad, be a bad girl. girl. She's a bad girl. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of those bad girls. Because there's no possible way that girl has ever been a Judy. No. She doesn't drink or smoke she pot. She looks like a prom queen. It's she doesn't like, drink or smoke pot, totally but she's a bad girl. Which you could totally tell that, like, oh, she used to. She used to do all this I think stuff. I that's what it's supposed to be. And then changed her. Totally fine. But then explain that. Mm-hmm. That's why she didn't want to get drugs. So there is... We'll, we'll get there. There's it's one thing like, that was omitted from this film. It was um, she's been trying to escape her man. bad past, but her bad past is now in a physical form. And it's catching up. And then be like, oh, I ran into this kid in juvie who had no nose, and I used to bully him. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, I just put down what at this point yeah. in the yeah. movie. And then uh, the girl's follow up line is like, "Good thing you went to juvie or something oh, like that." Oh, yeah, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Like uh. So I've written down in my personal notes here that I'm kind of... It's weird because I'm kind of enjoying the movie, but I also feel like I'm still waiting for it to start. Yeah. I yeah. still feel like we're in this kind of warm-up mode. But yeah, there's still... The majority of them are still alive. But yeah, and just the back and forth to the house and then between the sheriff and Leatherface. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't feel we're really in the meat of it. And what I liked about the first one so much, going back to it now, is that it's kind of normal. And then it kicks off for half an hour just with her, you know? And it's like half an hour in the house of nightmares kind of thing. Um, and what I hated about the fourth one was it was also the same. Um, but in this one, I don't know. There's something about it. It just isn't satisfying me at this yeah. point. I'm like, is, when's the meat going to happen? Like yeah. the real chunk of the story. Um, or the real hunk of the story. <laughs> they're both dead already. Uh, so <laughs> not, quite. No, not quite. Not yeah, quite, Not quite. They start the car and then all the wheels come off. <laughs> and then we do get, I think, a pretty good... This one shocked me a little bit. Leatherface then comes straight out. As soon as it happens, you get like a double yeah. scare with it. Uh, jumps on the roof and then he starts like cutting through um pretty cool scene like jessica bill's a good screamer yeah um lots of sparks going everywhere stop it just <laughs> um and then it kind of distract her and then like she nearly gets he gets has he cuts a hole in the roof and reaches through and grabs aaron's head and then the other one the hitchhiker runs away so no 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 no, no so he grabs jessica Beale's head and she yep. goes run and then the girl runs and then Leatherface jumps down. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't hold his arm to let your friend get away? You didn't hold That's him not her friend. I know. She's she <laughs> literally you, you know what makes out with her friends. Oh man. It just I was like, man, you let everyone die. This is all your fault. <laughs> you went to Juvie for You're what? You're taking everybody to the house where yeah. they're being killed. She sacrificed everyone. This, there was a split second in my mind where I went, Holy shit. Is she actually a part of this family? Because that would have been so dope. She's oh, like my older brother, um, Juvie or whatever. And she's like a part of this family. I was like, holy shit. Because that yeah, that's my heritage cool. in this one. In the original, it's like we're going yeah. back to my like grandpa's you know, yeah. house. And all that yeah, stuff. it would have been amazing if she was a part of that family. It's like, dang, she was like the one that, that looks so good. Great. That's the bait. That would have been a cool twist. Yeah, I know. Uh, but and no. then she finds the ring and she's like, ha! 
would have said no. Would have eaten your face. Then more or she found Mumbert the ring and she's party. like, oh, I kind of liked this one. <laughs> Boom. Oh. But then we get, sick. we do get like, well, I have to say, like, I like the attack in this scene. I think it's a yeah. cool slasher scene. What's even cooler about Those it feathers. is they managed not to show <laughs> Leatherface until the end of it when he kills her, well, her non-friend and then turns uh-huh. around with her boyfriend's face on. Yeah. yeah. It's that cool. was super cool. It's haunting imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the effects on that are really cool. Like yeah, no, it's pretty clear that that's... Most of the faces up to this point have been like, you would never recognize who yeah. that was. That's why he's got a little goatee on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Eric Balfour, who played her boyfriend in it, the, and this is in the making of as well, you can watch it happen on video. Uh, at the, on his last take, on his last day, when he had to leave set, he finishes his last take, and then he takes off all of his clothes completely naked... <laughs> Leaves on his baseball cap on and just walks off set <laughs> completely <laughs> naked. It's fucking Why? Awesome. Wow. No idea. That's hilarious. Absolutely no idea. He's just mm. like, he's not even cupping his balls or anything. He just like. <laughs> they just film him getting out. butt naked and walking yeah. away. It's hilarious. Finally, we see a penis in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a glimpse in the making of, of his penis. <laughs> like a little glimpse of it. It's substantial. A little glimpse. Oh, a little glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, really cool scene. I like this one. Um, but then Aaron, yeah, runs through the woods, ends up at a little caravan. This was originally written in the script as a house, but by this point, Marcus Nispel was like, we've been to too many houses, so let's do something different. So you get a Texas caravan. The gypsies. Uh, yeah, with two women. It was also originally written just as one woman in there with the baby, um, but they couldn't decide which way to go with it. You've got, like, the sort of more, let's just call it what it is, the obese lady, and then the more skinny sort of cancer-looking lady. Yeah, was the obese lady supposed to be the same lady that was at the... No. no the okay. shop no because yeah. she's back no again that's later. the grandma that you yeah. see later okay. yeah um so yeah they ended up just doing both um actors because michael bale's like fuck it let's do both of them literally is what he lesbian said, moms so progressive <laughs> yeah exactly very progressive man yeah. good job babe um who are immediately creepy kettle's boiling jessica bill i do like because she's screaming so much her voice is gone yeah in this scene she can't really speak very well no she's great in this scene yeah. And just like the sound of the kettle, like completely like sets her off, and she's like, "Turn it off, he's gonna hear us in yeah. here." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and everyone's like, "Be calm, it's okay." I'm like, "Get out, get out, <laughs> just get the know. fuck out." Well, for a minute, I did get even on this rewatch. I get this feeling because they're like, "That's no, cool, you know, it's not to come in here." Like, did they get some? Oh, maybe there is a pax with the other people in this town, and he just yeah, doesn't, yeah like, we they don't, don't harm touch the them. neighbors. Yeah. So for a second, I thought maybe this is a safe spot. This should be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, when people give giving you tea in, in a horror film, like, no. Don't never, drink, never don't cool. drink, don't eat. So they give her the exposition of Leatherface. Uh, oh, he's like, he's a poor sweet boy with a skin disease. He never bothers them. Um, and they really set that up for, oh, he's like, fine. You should feel sorry yeah. for him. Didn't you see his face? And they go all, like, sad about it. Which is, yeah, it's definitely a interesting way. Like, I mean, you said you want more character development. Yeah. With Leatherface. And you wanted to feel sorry for him? Later face. I mean, not necessarily in that way. Like, hearing it from them. It would have been more interesting to, to like, see it. have, to see it. like, a sort of flashback of, like, him being abused by the family or, right. you know. Right. Erin, um, though, then finds some photos of the family. So she begins to black out. The phone rings. And then she sees a baby. And she realizes it's a hitchhiker. She's like, that's not your baby. You told her. Cancel lady goes, she's mine. Yeah. And then she blacks out. Um... She wakes up to the sheriff pouring beer on her face. He's not wearing any pants. Yep. 
Gaslight. So we've got everyone suddenly here together. Yep. Finding families together. We've got the gas lady. She's definitely one of them. Barbecue. She's ironing the sheriff's pants. Wheelchair man's there. Sheriff is there. Kid turns up calling the woman grandpa. Sorry, grandma. Yeah. Just to like clarify everything. Um, and then <clears throat> grandma starts saying like, I know you're kind. Like you're nothing but cruelty and ridicule for my boy as he was growing up. So we get like that final extra bit of, okay, here's all we're going to get to do with Leatherface. We've seen his face. And then you're just sitting outside, just like moping. Like, Nobody yeah. likes me. I was gonna yeah, say, this is your like shot. Listening into this. Yeah. This is your. If you want like shots of him looking emotional, this is it. This mm-hmm. is one of him cradling himself, yeah. looking awkward. Um, I was like, you just killed a bunch of people, and this is now too late. Yeah. Uh, well, in his mind, he's like, oh man, I did all of that for them, and I'm still not good enough. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, that's what I, mean. I like their intentions. I'm just not quite getting. Yeah. Them. No, I think it. Like needed to be a little more hammered. Home. Yeah, yeah. Um, he chucks it downstairs to his leaky basement, and as you guys know, this wet nipple shot. Closest we get to boobs in this one. Yeah, wet nipple shot. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees Andy hanging like Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> like hey, watching this scene with Justin was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> over the piano. <laughs> they like show fingers, and they're showing a bunch of things, and Justin's like. Pick a finger, any finger. Oh, yeah. Over here, come over here, on, we have on, feet to, on sale, to, and then discount body in our parts. sale section, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so, do you do that when it's a creepy scene? It's actually creeping out, or did you just think it was dumb? It was just cool. dumb. Yeah, okay. I was just like, cool. You're gonna show us things. Oh. <laughs> show <laughs> me things, movie picture. Like, you already showed us all the other horrible things. Like this is now just overkill. More of like, it. It, it just had a lot of space. You know, things were nicely organized, which I'm like, wow, he's organized. He's That's OCD. what I got from him. Yeah. Like and his I'm fingers like, fingers in order? Also, smallest to largest? Also, fix the fucking water leak, yeah, man. Yeah, so you it, You're complaining about people There's treating no your son. There's no in Texas. He needs yeah. somewhere to but chill out. She's complaining hey, about there are water holes everywhere. She's complaining <laughs> about true, how people don't it. treat her son well, but, you know, all that shit. I'm like, yeah, well, you don't fix your fucking basement where he hangs out. And he's got like skin disease. He's yep. gonna die. <laughs> he's gonna die. So, you're you're a hypocrite, lady. I kind of like this. So she's trying to get him off the hook, and she can't do it. Yeah. So he goes back on it. But his feet's like just dangling on the piano, which again, yeah. so things was like this should be really creepy. I don't yeah. find it that creepy, but yeah. I kind of wish creepy. we had like heard the piano keys as she was yes. on her way down. Yeah. That's how you play that. Yeah, you hear these little tinkers. She's, and she's like, like doesn't looking know for what him. it is. Yeah, yeah. and also cool. it would have been great if it was more dark down there. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, like I could see everything. It was him immediately. Yeah, just like you know, partially lit on him, Jesus? and you just hear tink. tink. Are you back? Yeah, yeah. kind of got totally artistic art house on that. Um, she stabs him in the stomach though, because he also had to kill her. Yeah, well, first of all, he's just like hanging there. She's like, "Let me help you," and then she tries it, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so you know what? No. Never mind. And she goes, "I'm I'm so sorry. I can't <laughs> I can't lift you." It's like, yeah, you could grab the chair. Then he's like, "Kill That's me," fine. and she's like, "No, I can't." Yeah. Like, do fucking one thing she, for him. <laughs> either get him off the hook. Hey. But she does, but in the stomach, like, that's not how you do yeah. it. Yeah. He finally stabs him. I was like, well, great. Now there's something else that has impaled him, yeah. but not killed him. Also, that's super him. painful. Yeah. That's a painful way to kill someone. Yeah, Just he slit his throat. He would bleed out again. Slit his throat. Just bleed him out. Real horrible. Um, yeah. But she's now covered in blood, so she looks ready to make a horror film. <laughs> yeah. She looks cool from this point. Uh, Leatherface is watching for the floorboards. She finds Morgan uh, in a bathtub. Yep. He's obviously been hung up at some point because he's got a hook hole in his Yeah, back there's now. a hook hanging behind him. I wonder if he was on the hook and then like oh. got himself off because he's in the bathtub. I might be wrong, but I think this is from a deleted scene because this okay. film definitely used to be longer. 
Um, the little kid then turns up and does actually help them escape. I thought it was going to be a fake for a while. I thought he was playing with them. No, yeah. I thought he was good because he was clearly frustrated with Grandma not letting him inside. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, he just which won't. also could have been a setup, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Letterface starts chasing them with his chainsaw blaring. Uh, they escape from the house, but Bubba's chasing them, and they get back near the mill and find a small shack to hide in. And we get a little protracted scene where she shoves Morgan into a cupboard. <laughs> And then finds a little crawl space for itself. I was very happy with this scene. You were happy? Yes. In what way? Because every horror film that I watch ever, I'm like, running away and screaming is not going to yeah. help him not find you. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate them just being like, you know what? We're just going to hide and be quiet and maybe they'll think we got out. Well, I can tell you from playing Friday the 13th, the video game, hiding in cupboards does not work. Yeah, hiding well, in cupboards does not get work. In the real Actually, world, I would I like to think working. that hiding and being quiet. But there has to be two people and one yeah. of them has to be distraction. You've got to think the person who's in the house is the one he's seeing. Yeah. So she had the formula right, uh, but she doesn't <laughs> seem to really want to help people in this movie. She just likes getting boys killed. Yep. Uh, Barbara appears, rats are calling all over Aaron. I hate how they throw that stuff into the movie. You were like, just squirming at the rats. Yeah. I hate how they always throw that in. It's like, you have bigger things to worry about than rats. I don't think anyone in horror film cares about rats. Yeah, I think you're just like... I mean, did. if you're sitting on the floor, you're trying to hide and they're crawling on you and you don't want Who them cares? on you, you would squirm around. Come you, on. Mr. Terrified of any bug, wouldn't squirm if there were rats uh, crawling on you? If my life is on, on the line... Care yeah, rats, if, like, who cares? If, if my life is on the line, I would, you know... Even if there were scorpions, like, my yeah. mortal enemy, and I'm in that situation, I would take a bite and stuff. I just, bigger things to worry about. Yeah, I would just take. I would just let it chomp at me for a bit. Like you know what, disease. Worry about that later. Let uh, me get a cool scene, which you can tell is going to happen, but where he bursts through the wall and grabs her. Yeah, as you said, in a very Jason manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Morgan comes out to try and save her, but gets hung up on the chandelier. Yeah, and what then chainsawed the- from the penis up. Yeah. Well, there's a scuffle, and she just runs with away. Morgan and Leatherface, and she's on the ground going, oh, "No!" Yep. I'm like, "Pick up the chainsaw." Yep. You're right there, and then she gets up. She gets up while he's lifting up. You know, Morgan to put him on the thing. Hands like, are occupied. Chainsaw like, is on great, the floor. Right now is a great time to like, cut off Even both his legs. Even if you can't carry it, it or use just it swing well. it on the ground. Like, hide it somewhere. He's occupied hanging up your friend on the chandelier. It's on the floor. So he has to just rotate it to cut his yeah. Yeah. ankles or something like that. Yeah, or his foot at least. So he's like, oh, and then Morgan can like pick it up. I mean, look, I appreciate, uh, I do appreciate in films where it's not reciprocated, right? Like, if someone's doing something nice for someone, maybe the other person's just more scared in that moment. And it's like, fuck you, and runs away. Yeah. Because that's genuinely what might happen. Yeah. But. I mean, he's like, She does keep dead. not he's helping people. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it would have made more sense if she started attacking, like, instantly jumped up and started, like, trying to attack him. And he just grabs her and throws her. Yeah. That would have made more sense. You're like, oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. weak. And then she just runs yeah. from that, yeah. And she just um, runs. And he goes, run! <laughs> but she, she runs away and then Bubba chases her. And he hurts his leg by... He like gets tangled in barbed wire fence. And then does he actually change his leg? Or is he, it the barbed he, wire fence? Yeah, he no, he accidentally cuts it like in number like one. Yeah. Okay, so not a little nod there. He, he gets a pretty deep tendon cut. Soft yep. tissue damage. <laughs> um, and then she gets to the main road. And Aaron jumps in front of a car. And she asks to help. But they drive off, which yeah. I love. Yeah. They're like, hell no, crazy lady covered in blood. Yeah, it's awesome. and it's going the direction that uh, you know they were the 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 way out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, um, yeah. I like the scene, and then she goes inside a bunch. She goes, sorry, she goes for a bush, comes into the Blair Meat uh, Co. Decides to get in there for all the cattle, even though that's idea. where they passed that set off the hitchhiker who shot herself. Yep, not a good idea. 
Uh, but she decides to do it. Uh, but some cool scenes in here. I really, I really. Yeah. This is my favorite yeah. bit of the movie, to be honest. And it's the bit I remember the most from the first time I saw it. Um, she goes into like a room full of cow carcasses. Yeah, like I was saying to you guys during filming, like she's she's vegetarian, and they only had apparently like two. They make it look like lots. They had a few like prop bits, but two full carcasses, and they kept just moving them from shot to shot to <laughs> shot. That's so heavy, though. Uh, yeah, um, and yeah, she had to like get inside it, and she didn't realize until she turned up to set that she'd have to get inside like a real cow carcass, and there's still like lungs and brain hanging out from the top of it and stuff. Mm. Um, but God, like fucking trooper. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she clearly wanted to shrug off her yeah seventh heaven, like. Yeah. Seven, seven. <laughs> yeah. She does great in this scene. I think it's really cool. And then he just starts chainsawing through all the cow carcasses to like yeah. get at her. And she's like, well, this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and we get a moment here where we get almost not to stretch because she falls on the floor. He swings the saw and then she spreads her legs wide and it goes right between her legs and her yeah. groin. And then she just yeah. gets up again and runs. I'm like, yeah. that's how it should have been in the first one. You could still have the funny, sexy old chainsaw between the legs joke. But do it like that. You don't need to like have a five minutes. <laughs> no, no, it needs to be five minutes in the soda and the spray and all that. Soda. There was no soda in that scene. And I was so that's why I checked out. Off and yeah. he goes and then he runs away and then just a thrust. Well, he does still want to get a wet because the next thing he does is he turns yeah. on all the sprinklers. Yeah. Why? Because there was a fire She'll burning slip. between them and he needed to put it out. <laughs> he needed to put it out. Like, no, 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 no. Like, You're getting the wrong idea. I'm can't. trying to kill you. This this can't happen between this, us. It's purely. It's not, I'm not it's ready me. right this now. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> it's, pure, it's like and you said as soon as they because they then stop and then he walks into the scene. And you're like, oh yeah, and the scene is set. And it really is that. It's just like <laughs> oh, we want the scene to look cool and wet. So, um, and she grabs the cleaver, and then we're actually with Leatherface for a bit as he's stalking her, and until she she's hiding. She becomes one of the, the stalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's what I always want in horror movies, is that turnaround moment. And you don't get it enough in this film, but you get it a little bit from here on out. Yeah. And then that's, like, this moment is kind of where it made me a little rude for him. I'm like, oh, catch her, man. Get her. <laughs> poor poor lover. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she hides in one of the lockers, and then she uses a pig, which I guess she stole from the other room, because we saw some pigs wandering yeah, around. Yeah, running yeah. around. Um, and put it in the locker opposite. So then she, like, lures him in. You get this really cool shot where she's looking through the blinder and he just like walks by and his eyes are really dark like mm-hmm. i remember yeah. that from the trailers oh this leather face looks cool as fuck um and he does yeah he falls for it and goes for the pig and then she jumps out and hacks his entire arm off yep yeah with the chainsaw yeah which is pretty yeah cool uh but then again doesn't pick up the chainsaw and leaves yeah. him and just runs out yeah, it doesn't even like try to swing it into his legs yeah uh but she heads out to the main road where it's now pouring with rain uh, she stops a big truck and the driver gets out to help her and they drive off. Um, but I felt actually suspicious of him because there were pictures on the wall behind her. Yeah. And I was like, if there are photos in the truck in this film, like I yeah. feel like he's going to be part of the family. But he's not. He does appear to be genuine. Um, but then she freaks out because she sees the guy past the barbecue place. She sees the sheriff car. She wrestles with him. He then thinks she's a freak. So he like pulls over to the barbecue place to go in and try and get help. Yeah. And of course, the whole family is basically congregating in there other than Leatherface, including the woman from the caravan with her baby, mm-hmm. who is definitely a part of the family. Um, so she creeps out, peers inside, sees them all. Um, and then while they're all distracted by the truck and seeing if she's in there, the filmmakers try and silence of the lambs us and pretend she's in one place when she's actually in another. Did you guys fall for this? No. <laughs> Allie? 
When she's like, trying to, like, trying jumpstart to... the car. Oh, yeah, when she's in the cop car. Yeah, but they're trying to make it look like she's in the lorry, clearly. Like, that she's in the truck. Oh, no. I assumed it was the cop car. They focus on the cop car when she's pulling in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then the way that seems edited, 100%, they're trying to make you think that oh. she's in the yeah. truck trying to start. Oh. 100%. I thought they were just trying to show, like, oh, my God, is she going to do it in time before they realize she's no, not no, in no, the no, semi? No, 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 no. They're definitely trying to silence the lamps you with that oh. and make yeah. you think that that's what she is from the angles they do. And then they have her even looking up the way he's meant to be standing and all oh. stuff. Didn't. Clearly okay. doesn't work. Went over <laughs> yeah. my head that that's what they were going for. Um, yeah, and she's stolen the baby. And then she, the sheriff, like, goes to the truck. She's not in it. And then she runs him over in his own sheriff car, reverses up, runs him over again, then runs then him drive. over again <laughs> on her way off, <laughs> drives off in the rain. And then we go one final jolt as Leatherface jumps out into the road and just, like, sparks fly off as he hits the car and does a tiny dance. Not much. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of frustration because they didn't want to go all in on that. He's not strong enough. He's missing an arm. He can't yeah. dance fully. And then she gets away with the baby. Um, and then we cut back to the found footage opening and we get the end of that sequence mm-hmm. um, where, yeah, Leatherface jumps out at the cop who's investigating the house. Yeah. And then they freeze frame it on a pretty haunting image, I think, of, like, this is yeah. the only image of Hewitt's face and yeah. otherwise known as Leatherface. The crime scene was not properly secured, is what they say. Yeah, which is kind of mind-blowing that, oh, a bunch you of people like, murder, we'll only send two cops. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. You would have an entire Maybe investigation. Maybe this time crew. we'll send... Yeah. 15 yeah yes. and a SWAT team um yeah and that's it and then we're out yeah that was that <laughs> that was that that was that um so any other little facts that I have I have one big fact for you guys but I'm gonna see if there's anything else first that I have here that I didn't mention so yeah there's no much to the original when Aaron pulls out a knife to unpick a lock and is asked where she got it and she replies from my brother mm-hmm. this meant to be obviously the knife that she gets from Franklin, Franklin in yep. the original mm-hmm. one uh, 14 times is when John, how many times Jonathan Tucker made himself throw up in scenes. Holy 14? crap. 14 times. Jesus. Um, da, da, da. Dolph Lundgren was originally considered to play Leatherface, but he turned him down so he could spend more time with his family. <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, Marilyn people or stay with people? <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Manson was originally announced as the composer, not just asked, uh, but then he had to bow out due to some conflicting schedules. Gunnar Hansen was asked to play the role of the trucker at the end of the film, the original Leatherface. Mm. Oh, cool. I said no. So they got <laughs> Buddy Garrity instead. He's like, no, if I'm not going to play Leatherface, then I don't want to be on this damn project. <laughs> so, yeah, the last two things. There's one other little Easter egg in there, which is, did you guys notice at any point something weird? And it's when we're in Leatherface's basement and you get a shot of things that are going on around and there's a bit when he's sewing and you see a head on the silver platter. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Did it seem weird to you at all? It did. It's I just figured it was his one of his most recent. No, nah, that was Harry. That was the head of Harry J. Knowles, who's a uh, famous sort of critic and guy from it, uh, Ain't It Cool News, which at mm. the time was a much bigger website than it is now. Um, and he was famous or infamous, I should say, for going onto horror film sets and then previewing them early and then spoiling things that he's uh. on film sets. So critics like loved him because he was a good poet, but also hated him. So he when he came on their set, they said to him, hey, do you want to be in a movie? Because uh, we want to be the first people to literally serve your head up on a silver platter. <laughs> so they got him in a rig and he sat there. And, and, and unfortunately, he's a very recognizable face in internet horror criticism. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's a really dumb shot. It's like very distracting and stupid. <laughs> um, it's that's pretty all- funny though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was like, who's this head? I don't get the reference. Yeah, that's weird. But 
the uh, last bit I do want to drop on you before you guys say how you felt about this movie is something that we keep talking about really which is the things that seemed a little bit weird about Jessica Biel's character why was she in juvie why did she not you know was she meant to be a bad girl why isn't she drinking or smoking part not saying that you have to to be a bad person but um and then her whole reaction with like she wanted to steal that kid there's a bit as well where she screams that you know the lady's like that's not your child and stuff mm-hmm. in the original script she is pregnant for this entire movie holy crap and her boyfriend doesn't know about it um and it's really for me how a character it's still all there when you watch the film and this is my first time watching it with that perspective that's why the right she wants to be married she also exactly. looks very endearingly at the kid when yeah. they first yeah. go in she plays it and that she's way. like yeah which is clearly the direction was still there even though it was cut early on because michael bay said no we don't want all the actress to be pregnant because <laughs> that it's not be sexy, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me it makes a lot more sense it would have been really cool that still doesn't clear that. up yeah. juvie though no, but I think the whole point is meant to be since she got pregnant, she's like trying to rectify her whole life. Yeah. Like she was a bad girl, but the reason why she seems extra nice now, sure, she still doesn't look like someone who would fit in juvie. Yeah. But she's extra nice now because she's trying to get a life she's in shape for her. her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that would make sense why she's the, the pie is not well. drinking or yeah. smoking. Yeah. Or he's not really, he doesn't seem like the right person for her to be with, but you can imagine she met him before she kind of got pregnant yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. And then he got her pregnant. And, and that's what bothered me about their relationship is she is such a good girl. And there were like him. bits of him that you're like, you're kind of yeah, a you're dick. Not a great guy. Yeah, it's like, you I could leave him. Why don't you just leave him? I think you're very lucky to have her. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's one of those things, it's not there, obviously, but watching the film knowing that, I think yeah. it's a better film. I really yeah, and do. it makes me go like, oh man, that she is really in a pickle. Like, you don't want to leave your baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that would explain why Andy would be like, oh, we got we to gotta get him. Like, if Andy yeah. knew, like, that was her best yeah, friend, dude. True. And he's like, oh, yeah. shit. Exactly. Actually, they confided in him. Yeah. That one so, time in Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. That was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to reboot. We talked about that one for a long time. I apologize. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about it? Let's start with Ali this week. I am a fan. Oh. I am very happy that there is finally writing that makes sense. Um, I'm very happy that we understand who each character is. Um, I see where people are coming from, where the glossiness can turn them off. There were only like one or two shots that really stood out that I was like, I don't, I didn't need that. That looks like it's stolen from a different movie. Um, like at the very beginning, right when they get the girl, I think it's right after she shoots herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Jessica Biel and what's his face are like standing by the field gazing out together. Yeah. And there's like a close up that's like kind of a low angle on them. And it right. looks so cheesy. And I was like, <laughs> right. why? That looks like it's from a love story and you just like took it. Like, oh, you guys were in this other movie together. Let's take a shot from it and throw it in here. It just kind of looked off. But everything else was fine with me. I get why people would miss the grittiness, but the writing was way more important to me. So I'm happy that that got a lot better. Cool. Cool. So you would recommend this for sure? Yeah. All right. Great. That's good. So you're slightly more re-enthused with the franchise now? Yeah, I'm excited to... I mean, it's hard because with horror... I think a lot of it, unfortunately, does depend on technology, just mm-hmm. with, you know, practical effects versus what you can do with CGI or, you know, all that kind of stuff. It makes a big difference versus a romance is all of that is based on writing. Yeah. So technology can help it, but it's not as important as it is when you're showing a bunch of things that you want to look real and scary. Yeah. Yeah. So excited to see where it goes. Cool. 
All right. <laughs> Good <Yes>. luck. Uh, <laughs> Justin, how do you feel Good about the Texas Massacre reboot? Um, yeah, it, I guess you could say it was more fleshed out. Very nice. <laughs> uh, um, it, uh, the characters were stitched together more. Oh, uh, fuck. All right, we're cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, especially the opening, um, aside from like the found footage thing, but the Doomsayer victim girl, like, I really liked that setup. I was like, holy crap, this is cool. Um, there was a, uh, yeah, it, I could see why people were like, uh, it, it was polished more. Um, you understood the characters, but it wasn't necessarily you had more, it wasn't, what's the word? Um, you just didn't feel for them too much you're like oh right. i know what you are i understand what you are but i don't feel for who you are but now that you told me the jessica beale thing with the kid i was like oh that would make me want to feel for her more yeah and root for her to survive um and understand why and, she's leaving yeah everybody. and understand like, all this sacrifice in two lives bitch. yeah like mm-hmm. the sacrifice like i can't really fight because there's some like i have this yeah thing in me that i want to keep safe Alien. Alien. Is this the prequel to Alien Covenant? <laughs> we don't need any more of those. Uh, is this the Prometheus? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, you know, uh, like, I liked that sneaking up on Leatherface. That scene made me go like, dude, yes, I don't know who I want to win, but I'm ready for them to duke it out. <laughs> and then... He was like lost, like his arm fell off. He's like, "Oh man, not again! Lost my key, my keys, can't pick it up." Lost my nose <laughs> and my arm um, now. Yeah, and it was just spinning around. I was like, "Oh man, dude, you lost." Doing a little breakdown, which was cool. Um, and it was definitely climbing through, trying to like get out of there. It, it, the uh, trying to survive wasn't like, "Oh, you're so stupid, you should just die already." It was like, "Okay, you're kind of stupid, but a little smart, and yeah, you're not gonna get out super easy." Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. it. Had, of course, flaws in it and stuff. But uh, yeah, I would recommend it. You would recommend? I would recommend. Two recommend? I'd give two thumbs and a full nose. That's a lot. <laughs> That's too many, arguably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't send a body count on this, which was eight, by the way. So it's got back mm. to eight again. So far, the highest that the series has had. Um, eight, then three, seven. Three, seven. Very modest. It's five, then eight, then eight, and seven, then eight. Mm. But we're about to top both of them with the next two films what Um, spoiler yeah spoilers I'm still torn with this film even coming back now um I and like I said I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out like so how do you feel about this one compared to the other Marcus Nispel Platinum Doom film that we've already done Justin with the Friday the 13th remake because there's a lot of similarities yeah this one didn't feel I mean this one had a more generic type of base where it was just like okay we'll put all these elements in here so that way it can you could hit all these marks it, it, it was like a linear uh story like a video game where right you're just like you're gonna have to hit all these points in order to get to this like thing to go on where friday the 13th had a little bit more chaos but it was still confined mm-hmm. um uh i guess it was just like the whole all right, we're going to be at the car. We're going to go to the house, come back to the car, but go back to the house, come back, sort of, to the car area. Yeah. To, and I was just like, okay, man, but like, you could have just won and done it. Just boom, 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 kept going. But it was like hitting all those points. And I'm trying to remember Friday the 13th. Uh, it just, cool. This right. one just felt like... I remember you definitely recommended yeah, yeah, that one fr- as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm still I'm torn. Like not in terms. I would I would recommend it for sure. Um, I think it's a really I think it's one of the, the better remakes of horror films out there. But it still frustrates me. Like there are these things that I really like about like yeah the opening twenty minutes I think are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love most of the stuff with Leatherface. Like I love his attack on the car. Um, I love him wearing her boyfriend's face and that seems really yeah, cool. Yeah, super dope. I like him in the meat factory. I love him like in the scene with the lockers. Um, there's all these moments with him that really work for me and I think they're the best bits in the movie. Everything else, I get what they're trying to do and it's not that it's bad. It's just I get a bit bored. I do get a bit bored with the Sherry stuff. Like the first time I watched it, I got really bored with that stuff. This time, it had more of an effect on me. But it's just not what I personally was there for. So I think it depends if you're there for the family. You're not going to get the crazy family you normally mm-hmm. get in Texas Chainsaw. But for psychological crazy, yeah, it's here. And if that's what you like about those films, it's probably the best it's ever been. Um, well, definitely the best it's ever been. But if you're here for Leatherface, this is the coolest Leatherface has ever looked. This is the closest I've ever come to. Okay, he's a slasher villain now. And I can get behind him. He's got a sympathetic history. Not as much as Jason. But he looks cool. I feel he can handle anything pretty much. Um... So I enjoyed that about it because that's, you know, it's a different way of handling Leatherface and I thought it was about time. But I do think there is a thing, there is a disconnect with the glossiness of horror films where it's hard then to attach to horror films because it creates a different world. Like it's a very different world full of pretty people in perfectly contrasty areas with perfect shots of light coming through treetops, you know. That's like, it's too beautiful where I can't find that scary. Can I find it fun? Yes. So for me, when a horror film's really glossy, it needs to be fun. Um, and this film's not that fun, I guess, is my biggest problem with it. Like, it's not... And I find out with all the Platinum Dunes, there's this slight soullessness to it, where it's like, they're not really scaring you because they don't have something artistic to say. I don't think there's anything artistic or new to say here. So then it's like, all right, well, on the flip side of that, then just have fun with it. And they do in places, but not enough, you know? And the characters, again, are just too... Yeah, I like them more than anybody else that we've met in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film so far. But they're still not great characters. I still don't really care about them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jessica Biel, if I had that bit of back history in, I think I'd care about her more. Because she is sympathetic. She's a good like runner and screamer. And, you know, it's. I think she does a good job here. And I think a lot of them do a good job here. Yeah. But I just don't really care. I think I kind of care about the hitchhiker the most. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hitchhiker got she was me immediately. really awesome. And once yeah. I want to see her movie. Yeah. Which is lucky that we say that because the next movie we're going to is the only other one from Platinum Dunes. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, colon, the beginning. And it's a prequel. Oh, so it's with her? Um, well, I won't say anything else about it just now. We'll wait until we see it. Okay. But you do learn some of the things that happen here. Like people apparently were clamoring for, hey, how did the sheriff lose his teeth? How did this thing happen? How did mm. this So we get some oh, of those things cool. explained. It's uh, a pro quo. And like I said, it's directed by the guy who did Darkness Falls. Um, <laughs> I will <laughs> precursor it now. And for people listening, uh, this was the film that nearly made me stop watching horror movies. This was the film that... The yeah, one coming up? The one we're about to see. That uh, oh, next week's one, which I nearly walked out of the cinema to throw up because I was, I don't like torture porn. I love spooky movies and I like fun horror movies. You know, you either got to scare me or let me have fun. Oh. And this next one doesn't do either. Oh, <laughs> it is the Great. nastiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Up until that point, I've never returned to it because I was so angry with it. Um, so I'm intrigued to go back, a little bit worried. And I wish you both luck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, that is our Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> reboot podcast um, 
We will be back next week. Uh, I've been your host. Or I might not be. Just kidding. Mr. Al White on all the social medias. You can also head over to iTunes, type in We Are Geeks. We Are Geeks, and you'll get all these podcasts up. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Doing Child's Play, Daniel Boyle, we've done Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And we have a weekly podcast just called Geeks, where we talk about games and, uh, and movies. I'd like to say videos. Mm. They're videos. Um, they are. Long. You can also head over to our publisher. We are Tessellate with two S's and two L's. Who are, we're a production company. Who are we are? Who are we are? <laughs> who production who company. are we? In English. It's been a long day. Uh, run out of LA, run out of London, run out of Tokyo. We're making feature films and we're doing our first one right now called Starfish. And you'll learn all about that on our website and also on our weekly podcast, Geeks. Justin, how can people find you? R-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. It's Radley. And Alison Holland. I'm just Ali Sue on Instagram. Not just Ali Sue, but at nah. Ali Sue. Ali Sue. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. I hope this will be round up the next week. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Until then, we are out. Okay, I gotta pee.